0: Saturday. Live from Chicago, it's Saturday morning. It's the Murphy and Fred Show, starring Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, and featuring Eric Ostrowski. Now here's your host, Murphy and Fred.
1: Hey, how you doing everybody, Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, EO11, alongside Busy Day. I all buckled up, strapped in there, as a hawk would say, Fred. All set, all <laughs> set for some baseball. <laughs>
0: Just waiting for Harper and Machado. Anytime they'd be like to do something, they'd be happy to to talk about it.
1: We'll uh, shoehorn them in for sure. By the way, speaking of baseball, Jesse Rogers he'll report in around well uh, oh, an hour from now. And when's
0: the last time we talked to uh, maybe you have? I haven't. Nikki Friedel. I talk to him every week or so. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we'll have things to talk about. Lauren Markin with a nice uh, nice Saturday night, uh-huh. uh, Friday night last night. uh, Uh, Down uh, in Charlotte. Rising Stars game.
1: Do I have that right? Yep.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Nick is uh, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. 161 to 144. USA beat the world, if I had that right. All-star game tomorrow, which uh, leads us to the uh, first uh, Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll. Vote right now at ESPN1000. Uh... A, B, C, or D, the best all-star game, the NBA game, the NHL, baseball, or the NFL. Fred, uh, we have to admit, we've used this one in the past. Yep. But i like to roll it out every once in a while just to see if the uh, climate has changed. Okay. Uh, off the top of your head, but not to see it. You pretty much recall what usually blows this usually one Usually oh, baseball.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. Yeah. You can sway the jury. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. usually the Pay NFL. Wins. How's
0: that? I'll, I'll <laughs> change it around so we'll see what happens now. So uh
1: you voted ESPN 1000. Also, uh second Twitter poll question, and you can always vote live on the radio. 332-3776-332 ESPN. Area code remains 312. 312- So, uh, our second uh, on board right now Twitter poll this hour is, because we have a few new angles, I hope, here, Fred. A lot Uh of talk this week about uh, pay TV, they used to call it back. Oh, there's going to be on pay TV. We can listen. if
0: you want to watch anything on TV, you just got to open your wallet and just pay. So Whatever you want to watch, just figure you got to open your wallet. Eric, did we slot in? What's up, friends? Can what time yeah, today? Probably should have.
1: Uh, it's on from nine to noon today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> probably should have today.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, for your favorite team on uh, television, uh, you would obviously we're referring to uh, you know baseball right now, but anytime you know, it could be any sport for your favorite team on. TV, if that's what you want to call it, or whatever your device of uh, choice, uh, you would pay $5 a month, $7.50 a month, $10 a month, or D. (laughs) It's all too much. All right. (laughs) So let's do a little back-of-the-envelope arithmetic here for everybody, all right? Okay. So uh, for your favorite team on television, you would pay $60 a year. That's five times 12. Ninety dollars a year, a hundred and twenty dollars a year. That's ten bucks a month. Okay, see, we can do that with sure, uh, that just a pencil easy. on the back of the envelope. Yeah. Or <laughs> D People remains. People don't know what
0: envelopes are anymore. So you got to you got to <laughs>
1: too much <be>
0: careful. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it will go down in the history books someday, except there won't be any books. Is that right. what you were sort of saying? Right. It'll All be right. on
0: the history, uh, not even microfiche. It'll <laughs> just be on the, uh, you know, somewhere out there. It'll be on the cloud. you got to find it. I always hated that word.
1: micro. Cloud or no, microfiche? No, no, microfiche. Yeah. I,
0: never, uh, I knew what
1: it meant. Wasn't it just the same as microfilm? Same
0: thing, yeah. As far as I know. I thought it was, maybe it was stupid. Just, maybe I hated it. it was just it. Better, better, higher quality stuff.
1: So, a lot to digest the uh, last few days, and... We always, on Saturday, at least attempt to try to uh, plow new ground uh, and maybe find some new angles that, uh, you know, weren't covered Monday through Friday. And it's one of the one of the uh, fun jobs of a uh, Saturday morning. Yep. So let's take a quick look at all the chatter this week about Comcast. Okay. And, you know, oh, how much is it going to be? And, oh, my gosh. And, the, and like you said, well, here's an idea either pay for it or don't watch. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, if you want to watch it, you got to pay for it. Right. So, so that's... It's like that with everything. You like Netflix, you got to pay for Netflix. Someone you always... like Hulu, you got to pay for the Hulu. And
1: then someone always uh, will bring up, uh, well, you know, they... Uh that's two coffees at the local coffee shop a, a month. you know? Two,
0: yeah. Some of them were, some of them were one fancy one, one and a half. Yeah, give me a one. And a, yeah. You
1: ever go to the famous coffee place and you you can get this? you got something small, this real small one. I think they call it like tiny. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, just a little. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink coffee. I so. don't either. Well, yeah. I do on
1: Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, I don't drink coffee, so I'm good.
1: Eric, where was I just uh, before the show started? Uh, inside behind the. Uh, I do. to uh, take the elevator up,
2: back upstairs. Because right, you left your coffee upstairs, yeah. and you're like, well, I can. Th- the shows don't go on without a show. Well, so. I said just hold the start yeah, of the show. I was show. just going to press pause on it yeah. and see if we could go from there. Pause, hit pause. Yeah. would
1: be. F- <laughs> yeah. In fact, I had to hurry back because Fred would do so well. They go, why do we have got I the other start, idiots? I would
0: just start yapping. Oh, no, you so. do. But
1: you're good at that. Maybe there would have been What's Up, Fred's Cat? Yeah. Improvised at the top of the hour. So. Fred, let's go back to about January. I'm sort of proud of this, that you and I covered something that no one covered, and still, really, no one covers. Or that I've heard, miss a little, miss a lot, maybe they did. So, the Comcast bill, if you indeed get Comcast, uh-huh. you know, or the Xfinity or whatever, right. and, and uh, Fred, uh, we have a copy of the bill there, right, on page two? Yep. Okay, and... Uh, I, I don't want to say buried, because that implies they're hiding it, but buried, uh, way down on your bill under the uh, headline of regular monthly charges, and then you got the, uh, you know, here's X1 preferred, and then you got the, uh, an any room DVR, and then you got the internet voice. Oh, the thing adds up. It's like a slot machine. Sure, that's fine. That's fine. Like you say, pay Regu- it or-
0: regulatory recovery fees. Those are something I've always wondered exactly what they are. Sounds like you have to call your proctologist. Yeah, universal connectivity charge. So that'd be your urologist. Yes.
1: Uh huh. Broadcast TV fee ten dollars. What's that? No idea. Now, the next one, drum roll, please. I would
0: guess broadcast TV is all is 257930. You know, ah, Fox. Okay. Yeah, Channel 11, Channel 26, 550. Of,
1: of, of which uh, they used to carry uh, Cubs right. games. Yes, they did. And uh, other sports. WGN, I still call it good old Channel 9, but uh-huh. that's sort of an anachronism. So, uh, WGN. We'll, uh, as of next October, have no more sports, Uh, at least no more Bulls or Blackhawks or Sox or Cubs uh, ever again, at least as of now. We're sure they're not having any White Sox. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. I've heard WGN has no more Bulls, Sox, Blackhawks, and obviously no more Cubs come October. Okay. So, here's the uh, line item. Here's the, uh, here's the money money line. Regional sports fee, $8.25 a month. Yep. Now, let's go back about two months, Fred. People probably thought, why well, are these guys boring us here in January? Uh, but I noticed on the, uh, my January 1st through uh, January 31st bill from the cable company, the regional sports fee, which is now what did we just say eight eight twenty five eight twenty five, but last year it was six dollars and seventy five cents okay. every month. Okay, all right. On January first, it jumped from six dollars and seventy five cents a month to eight dollars and twenty five cents a month, which is a twenty two point two percent increase.
0: Dollar fifty, a fifty every
1: every month jumped up. Yep. That uh, doesn't sound like much. Six seventy-five to eight
0: twenty-five. You can barely get a soda for a dollar fifty.
1: But it's a twenty-two percent point two. If you want to get technical, twenty-two point two percent increase. How many things usually go up twenty-two percent a year? Hopefully, not many things. Right? Uh-huh. That's a lot. That's a, that's a that's a nice hike. But all the talk this week. How much do we
3: pay? Oh, how
1: how much are they gonna? Not one person that I heard last year. And then January, ever called up any of this? Maybe they did. I apologize. Try to listen all the time. Did you see how much they raised for 2019? The Cubs and the Sacks and the Bulls and the uh, uh, Blackhawks uh, on my cable. They raised it 22%. Eric, did you hear anyone uh, complaining or mentioning that? Uh, no, I don't think I did, Murph. No. I don't think I heard that. No.
0: Well, I'd like to know ex- exactly
1: here because Felix might have been here that day, but uh, we talked about it. No one seemed to care. Yeah.
0: I'd like to know exactly if, if the regional sports fee if it's just Sox, Cubs, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks. I believe it is. Okay.
1: Uh huh. Now let the record show. Two or, or three years ago, it was four dollars
0: a month. Okay, so it's more than double that. They've doubled it yeah. in about two three years. Yep. Now, where is that? Uh, you know, the price of teas going up. Every price, of everything goes up. You know. So just let the record show. How many prices things go down? Nothing. Televisions. Yeah, you're right. TVs yeah. go down, mm-hmm. and then and, but then there, then what you got to pay to put it on TV goes up. So I bet toast, it balances out.
1: I bet toasters are cheaper, but I don't know.
0: I don't know. Toasters are fancier now. <laughs> so wide bread, narrow bread. They pop up, and then you can even lift them higher. You ever try to go just buy bread now? It's confusing. Oh, it's, it's the most difficult thing. Do you want wheat, whole wheat? Do yeah. you want cracked wheat? Yeah. 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 I, do you want grain, seven grain, 10 grain, 12 grain? We what buy, kind of bread do you want? We buy
1: butternut bread for the birds. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know what I'll do? I'll make a sandwich with butternut bread. Air bread, we used to call it. I love it. Uh. Every once in a while.
0: Yeah, you uh-huh. can't, they always said hey, hey, white bread is good for you. It helps mm. your body grow 12 ways. Then white bread, worst stuff in the world for you because you never have it. Right. Yeah, okay. The
1: only thing more confusing at the store than buying bread, paper towels. You ever try to figure out the best buy on the paper
0: towels? Always. You can't. Yeah. I know what the best buy is. I looked. Figured it out. Yeah. But then some people don't like going to Walmart. So...
1: I opened up an account, if that's the word, at Costco. Uh-huh. By the way, I'm the only person that pronounces the T in Costco. Eric, quick, say Costco.
2: Costco. Where's the, yeah. What happened uh-huh.
1: to the T? Costco. Well, <laughs> that's what it is. But you just throw the T away. Price the T you were just talking uh-huh. about. So, paper towels, you know what they ought to do? They. Kimberly Clark or whoever makes all, you know, Procter & Gamble. But they won't. They ought to put how much the bag, the package, like you got six of them, you got 12 of them, you got the 24, some are fatter, some are skinnier, some are two ply, some are one ply. All they'd have to do is say the weight. Now, if you carry it around like some type of uh, scale uh-huh. with you, and like you weighed it, and then you then you would know the price compared to the weight, but they could uh, 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 222 square uh, feet uh, per uh, roll, and you uh, get eight rolls, oh, but they're w- one ply and two ply. Yep. Yeah. Can we please uh, uh, get back to the uh, topic? The
0: yet? old sportseroo. And that was another Murph moment. How long is this segment right now? Exactly. <laughs> what is the next commercial? Not for a while. Miss him. Sort of. Well, there's another one we can get. We can get another guy named Brandon Marshall, who's a linebacker now. Oh, yeah? He's out available now, so Denver decided not to pick him up.
1: So I was amazed all week hearing about, uh, oh, the, the Cubs are going on the television. Uh, price point. How many times I heard that? What's the price point going to be? Hey, has Crane said the price point yet? Can't we just say how much is it going to cost? Isn't that synonymous? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, wait. How much is it going to cost? Yet not one person got angry or even called in or maybe be happy when they've raised, they've doubled the price of your R.S.P., Regional Sports Programming. Okay. Did you ever read the stories now, like in the Tribune, the R.S.P.? Well, what the hell is a regional? R.S.N.
0: Program? R.S.N.
1: Okay, you're right. Regional Sports Network. Thank you. Right,
0: right.
1: Same deal, but again, I was wrong. <laughs> but just by one third.
0: Right. Just by one letter. And the P's pretty close to the end, too.
1: See, it's very simple. The Cubs cut out the middleman. That's all they did. They cut out the right. middleman. Yep. You see, the way it's been for the last 15 years, Jerry Reinsdorf owns 20% of the, just call it Comcast sports package, for the White Sox. He also owns 20% for the uh, Bulls. Uh-huh. Uh Rocky owns 20% for the Blackhawks and uh Mr. Ricketts and prior to that uh, whoever owned it Zell the Truman they own 20 so the Cubs Sox Blackhawks, Bulls own 20 20 20 20 what happened to the other 20 Murph Comcast, Comcast owned, owned it, it right
0: yeah.
1: yeah people used to incorrectly out they even write in the you know
0: 25% 25% per- yeah. no it's 20 yeah
1: point is the money was put into a pool. So if the Cubs generated more revenue than the Sox or, or the Bulls or the Black... Not combined, but you know what I mean. The Cubs still only got 20% back. Yep, Not 40 or 35 or 33 or 21 or 20. So in a way you could say they did have a, a reason to be a little upset. If indeed, again, I don't know that they were generating more income. Uh, than the other ones uh, because then uh, Rocky Works, good businessman, Jerry Ransdorf good businessman, and Comcast Corp, whatever, good business people, they they were splitting up uh, the pie equally by one-fifth even though more money was coming in from the one guy So right. the, the Cubs, you could say, did not get their fair share, but now there is nobody taking the 20% that would be the Comcast one-fifth, that's uh-huh. gone So the next question is, why has Comcast raised the fees so much here? 22% January 1st from $6.75 a month to $8.25 a month and back at around four and a half bucks just a year or two ago before that. Why are they raising these? Well, number one, they wanted to find out if there'd be any complaints. This is my guess. Hey, let's keep jacking it up. And maybe no one will notice. Right. Well, guess what, fellas? One person noticed. Thank you. There you go. So they go, Crane Kenny says, see, they didn't just raise this thing on your January 1st bill this your willy-nilly for no reason. It was all orchestrated. Number one, they said, let's see how far we can go before they beg for mercy or get mad. But number two, it was helping Crane Kenny determine... How much can we... What will our price point be?
0: See? Well, I real quickly, I also think another reason is yeah. that because of all the cord cutters, ah. they realize that the people that are keeping the cable uh-huh. are people that watch sports. So in order for them to to make up for all the cord cutting, they decided, you know what, if we charge the sports people an extra 22.2%, then maybe it'll make up for the number of people that are cutting the cord.
1: It's like the price of cigarettes. As fewer people, you know. no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. As fewer people buy them, they raise the, the price, price right. so they still have the same uh, revenue stream right. and the taxes stay the same. But they realize they'd even write, raise, yeah. raise that.
0: They realize that the only reason a lot of people are keeping cable uh-huh. is because they want to watch the regional okay. sports, mm-hmm. where sometimes it makes it a little more difficult when you cut the cord. Yeah. To watch that, absolutely so. right. So
1: now another angle: all those games that are on uh, WGN. We're speaking now uh Cubs games, but also the other sports would pop up on uh, good old WGN. Right. So now, since WGN... What's Dan Rohn going to do? Won't have any... He'll uh, Peter Longo, the uh, golf <laughs> trick shot of the week. I love Dan Rowe. I do, too. I love Peter Longo. By the way, we got a message from Peter Longo. He was loving listening to Randy Merkin last week on our show. Talking golf. Murph and Fred, 9 to noon on Saturdays, talking about the new flagstick rule. And uh, Peter took the time. I'll uh, try to get to it later uh, with his opinions on the flagstick. Okay. Rule. You know, everyone knows Peter Longo, the trip shot guy and all that. He's a, anyway, terrific guy. So now this gets lost in the shuffle, and we have a sound bite here. Uh, A message sent out by uh, our buddy John Greenberg over at uh, The the Athletic. Thank you. Right,
0: The Athletic. Still waiting for my hat, John.
1: So, all the money that uh, you paid through your $6.75 a month, or now you're $8, up 22.2%, but nobody nobody cared, nobody noticed, Uh, that money... uh, some would go to uh, WGN because uh, they had to buy the rights uh, for, let's look at the Cub game. Uh-huh. Cub games cost $750,000 per game last year. So WGN had to pay the, uh, the rights to Ricketts $750,000 per game. I'm assuming Channel 7, our neighbors next door, right. were in the same ballpark. probably. And uh, uh, I'm assuming that uh, uh, the 100-plus uh, games or whatever there were on uh, Comcast. So, see, picture a bowl of soup folded right near the top. You can pick up the bowl and then swash it around a little bit. And sometimes, oh, and then oh. So, but see, it's always the same amount of soup. Right. Right? So... And John Greenberg also nailed this. We'll play this bite. He's a smart guy. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. Ask John Greenberg. Can we invite him on sometime? We love him. So Greenberg and we were going to point out, Fred, that so now there, <clears throat> there's no money uh, that now Comcast, <clears throat> excuse me, has to pay WGN right to reimburse them for buying and then trying to sell their advertising. So it's possible, maybe, that. You can still next year get your uh, Sox and Bulls and uh, Blackhawks on, you know, the one uh, station yeah, for NB- lack
0: of a better word, NBC Sports Chicago.
1: But and that's what it's eight twenty-five now with the Cubs. That's going to have to come down.
0: Well, you would think. Ah, see now you you're now there's my guy Fred. Because well, you're not getting the Cubs on it. You think it's got to come down? You're not, but you're getting all all the White Sox games, right? So. The games that were on WG, you know, And Channel the Bulls 9, and the Hawks. Right, and the Bulls and the Hawks. Right. So you're getting all those games. So maybe the number of games total may not have changed a lot. Right. So I doubt it'll come down.
1: So I believe there's going to be two line items, right? Is it going to be one for the current regional sports fee? And then another one's going to say Chicago Cubs? It's not a la carte. You cannot cherry pick. I want this and not that, that, that. Right. So they may combine them. Yeah. So that's another reason they had to jack it up. See, in January, so the next January when they jack it up a little, they people go, oh my! They jacked it up fifty percent. They go, hey, look, they jacked it up twenty five percent each of the previous years, uh-huh. so they didn't have to do it a hundred percent now. These
0: guys are pretty smart. One of my one of my uh, uh, guy on uh, Twitter, Eric, he just sent me a, a letter from Directv. Oh. And DirecTV has, says at the very bottom when they talk about some of the increases uh-huh. in pricing, yeah. it says the regional sports fee will increase by zero to a dollar ninety per month, depending mm-hmm. on the market. Mm-hmm. Go to uh, go to AT and T two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Pricing to find the uh, new monthly amount of your regional sports fee.
1: See, it may not in fact. Well, let's bring in uh, uh, Sylvie reading a uh, message here from uh, John Greenberg uh, the other day.
0: John Greenberg reiterated what Crane told us. The way it looks now
1: is this isn't going to be an a la carte thing. No, if this is this is just
2: it's going to be embedded in your sports package the way it has been forever.
0: Yes, yes, this is going to be something where. Like NBC Sports Chicago. And he, and he phrased it this way. He said, look, the Cubs are leaving NBC Sports Chicago. The Cubs are leaving WGN. And WGN these days will not carry much live sports at all. So, therefore, less sports there and then adding marquee.
1: It should all be equal. See? You're still getting the same with all everything on the basic platform
0: or in the bundle that you would subscribe to. You should not, the way it looks... When the new Marquee Network starts a year from now, see a bump on your cable bill because Marquee has been added to the bundle. Stop
1: the tape, bundle. See, we're not. We don't have. The, I don't have the lingo down. Yeah. The, they're bundling. Yep.
0: Okay, that's how you do it. What's well, a bundle? To you bundle it. Yeah, well, they they
1: raised it a bundle too. Twenty two each every year, almost. So uh, it may not go up at all. Right. Combined. What you've had in the
0: past, but I got to be honest with you, the majority of—and I'm—I'm not saying this just because it's Cub fans—if any of the uh, teams did it, the majority of their fans would have no problem paying five dollars a month.
1: Well, let's bring in eo Eleven, our uh, Twitter poll, uh, which is
0: active right now. Yeah, yeah. You go to at ESPN one thousand. <coughs> Thank you yes. on Twitter.
1: Exactly, and we'll leave this open till uh, noon. Jesse at ten. Nick Friedel, Nicky Free, at 11. He's at the All-Star Weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. For your favorite team on TV or whatever your device, you would pay multiple choice. Five bucks a month, $7.50 a month, $10 a month, or it's all too much. As Dana's Italian, my grandmother used to say, too
0: much. All well, right. old, yeah. Let's be honest. Old Italian grandmother said everything was too much. I
1: was, yeah. I was spousa and uh, she'd look at me and go, "Mangia." I've yeah. already had two bowls of
0: pasta. man. Yeah. We would just go out to dinner. I'd bring my wife back home before <laughs> we got married, and my yeah. father-in-law-to-be would say, you guys hungry? No, we just ate. Come, Come on, be- sit down and have something to eat.
1: Pat, your lovely Italian wife. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Yes. So this question was phrased just for your one team. Not for all the teams like you got, other than the Bears. of was this year with the uh, now the 825. All right, Eric, come on in, please. Uh, the fans have spoken and voted on our Twitter poll. Uh, how much uh, would you pay? Uh, what's your price point for your favorite team on television? 60 bucks a year, 90 bucks a year, 120 bucks a year. Or it's all too much. Take it away, whatever direction you want to go. Like, I guess we start at the bottom, work
2: up at the bottom, and maybe because they people just don't like change. Six percent is seven fifty. Twenty uh, percent is ten dollars a month. Thirty percent of the voters say it's just it's all too much, and then forty-four percent, the most votes, said they would pay five bucks a month for it.
1: Well, it's been thank you, Eric. It's been bandied around that it'll be about six bucks a month. For the Cubs alone But it'll still be commingled And it might end up In the long run like John Greenberg said right. Where you're getting everything like you had this year For roughly the same Outlay Yep. But time will tell Hey Murph and Fred let's catch up on a few things Before we get to Jesse in a, a few minutes Number one I found something very odd And I need everyone's help as to Why this is back in a flash It's ESPN 1000 Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, with you 9 till noon. I'm the Cub fan from Lyons Township Bicycle at Grange. Fred's the White Sox fan from Morton, East and Cicero. We'll get to the phone lines. And uh, something, something very odd. I can't figure it out. We'll ask you or Fred, uh, Eric, in a moment. But uh, this is one of those things where I waited too long, Fred. Okay? I was... Way back in October, season ended. Remember one of the sort of main things Theo said for, you know, next year, meaning now? Oh, Joe's going to be more hands-on. You yeah. Know? Not just sitting there in the dugout for two hours before the game, uh, chewing the uh, fat with Jesse Rogers. You know, right. he's going to be out there coaching a little bit. Jesse wrote a piece uh, and he mentioned today. We'll talk to Jesse in a, a few minutes here. Joe Madden. Jesse says, "In the past, has often talked about coaching the coaches." Okay, which I've never really heard that phrase. Kind of makes sense. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, it does. And yesterday, he met, and there's some photos. He met with the coaches. Jesse is the mostly new coaches, you know, out in the middle of the diamond, so no one can like be standing uh, eavesdropping. But I've been meaning since October to throw this out. I'm going to have a nickname for Joe.
0: <clears throat> Jesse's got to get out there and put a microphone underneath second base. So they do that, we can hear everything.
1: Or Jesse could just dress. They got so many new coaches. He could dress up in a uniform like a coach. They might think he's a new coach. They
0: wouldn't know. They'd have no idea.
1: By the way, have you heard this being uh, discussed, thrown out there, fellas? Well, you know, uh, when Joe Mann's gone at the end of this year, you know, parenthetically, unless they win the World Series. uh, By the way, I always say be careful what you wish for, but that's just me. So. People are saying now, well, you know, when Joe's gone at the end of this year, you're going to have all new coaches, too. Nah. See, Theo's not an idiot.
0: Mark is going to be the They'll new They'll all be
1: back. Yeah. Here's what I, I predict, Swami Murph, say it like I mean it. Every one of these coaches now are hand-picked not by the manager. They all appear to be picked. Venable and... and uh, uh this guy you know with the old da- uh, Padre players when uh Hoyer was there and Harvey the, yeah. he was a Boston guy originally and uh so the point is whoever the next manager is and like you say Fred looks like Mark Loretta now right yeah.
0: the, the bench coach they brought him in for a two year deal all
1: these coaches the are coming back yeah. so get you know whoosh. you can just delete that one or as i used to say take the etch a sketch upside down and shake it What's that? They're still at your sketch. Yes, sir are. Right? They're back.
0: Yep. yep. They're still out there. They're back. you still still finding it at your sketch. Silly
1: Putty, is that back?
0: No. I think it's out there still.
1: Super Bowl? Yep. Okay. So, here's my nickname I've been meaning to say since October. And now I waited too long. Here's a big picture from my yesterday friend. It was going to be Fungo Joe. Why Fungo? You know yep. Fungo Bat. Sure. Because what always happens is when a manager... You know, I remember back in the day, Leo Rocher. he'd be out there batting presents. He'd have a fungal bat with him, even though he's not doing nothing with it. Uh-huh. And sure enough, there it is. Look, Eric, there it is. Show with the fungal. So I didn't uh, urinate on the fire hydrant like a dog to mark my territories. So, oh, you just made that up because you saw it. Maybe. Before we go to something that I just thought is very odd, let's bring in... Uh, uh, Westside Joe has been patient. Hello, Joe.
4: How you doing, guys? What's up, Joe? Uh, Is this fun- uh, Hold
1: on. Is this Fungo Joe or Westside Joe?
4: No, it's just plain old Joe. Okay. It's not famous Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe. Actually, I'm a first-time first, first time caller to your show. Uh, hey, thank you. Talked to you years ago in other places, but uh, I, I never thought I'd ever say this, but I'm not a Coast fan anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have cable or satellite because... There's nothing on there that really interests me. You know, MTV stopped playing music, History Channel stopped being about history. I gave it up. So for me to watch the Cubs next year would cost me basically whatever cable, a basic cable cost now, 100 bucks or whatever a punk. And uh, after years, decades of dedicating myself to watching the losers, they finally get good, and now they they say I can't watch a single game next year because there'll be nothing on over-the-air TV. I I I used to pay for several games a year, to pay for tickets to go to several games a year and eat the hot dogs and drink the beer, and buy all the merchandise. Well, they've lost that. I'm no longer a Cubs fan. They've abandoned me.
1: Joe, let me see. There, you just hit the nail on the head. Joe, I empathize with you. I understand fully. So what I'm going to say, you just said it. So it's I'm not going to sound crass. They don't care about you. See, they couldn't care less about you. And, uh, you yeah. said it first, so I don't sound like I'm being mean, but, uh, you hit the nail on the head. You, you are the least of their worries. They don't care yeah. about
0: you. They plus a lot of people that are, that are Joe a little bit younger. Cause if you called us before, you got to be a little bit older, but, um, you, you look at it, the younger people, they're all looking for the announcement of how am I going to be able to stream the games? Because they're more interested in that than they are what it's going to cost on a cable fee because most of them are cutting the cable anyway. So, Joe, I feel for you, and it's a great comment.
1: Don't be a stranger uh, phone anytime, my friend.
0: All right, take care, guys. Take Thanks, you. Joe. All right, bye-bye. Appreciate it. So here's... Oh, he got me hungry now saying how he went, was eating the hot dogs. Years <laughs> ago, they used to have... And I'm talking years ago. Remember when they used to have the Smoky Link wagon? Sure. They would push the wagon oh, along yeah. Wrigley Field. Who said that? I didn't go to Cub games? They would push the Smoky Link wagon along. There's nothing better than the Smoky hey, Link. We have
1: to explain what it is. It was made oh. by Oscar Mayer, who made the hot dogs in yeah. uh, Chicago and oh. Wrigley Field. And it... Was sort of had a little. I sort of like a little bit like an Italian sausage. It like
0: Italian and Polish. Yeah, yeah. It had a little. It wasn't spicy hot. It was just oh.
1: But it was a little spicy, Smokey but not hot. Are great. And uh, I don't think you could get them uh, down at the concourse. There'd be a guy on the main uh, 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 concourse aisle between right, the, main the aisle, all the, the way. box seats, and what they now call terrace, but right. it used to be called the grandstand. And there'd be like some type of a uh, guest. Heater under there, yep. and he'd push it from foul pole to foul pole, and the hot dogs were a quarter, but Smoky Links were thirty-five. Of course, well, and I, they were unbelievable. The
0: it says here, Kraft Oscar Mayer Smoky Links, fourteen ounce package. Well, they're called Smokies. Well, no, this is a Smoky Links, Kraft now? Oscar Mayer Smoky Links, fourteen inch. But there's no image available, so I'm a little. You can buy them at Amazon. I'm sure you well, can. I've
1: seen them called Smokies. Yeah,
0: so I. little Smokies are called Lil. Little Smokies. No, oh,
1: no, no. They're they're hot dog size. Are they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the man would push the cart, and uh, he'd have all kind of change on top. And uh, so, like, if you give him a dollar, the quarters and the change on top were red hot because the (laughs) gas-fired thing underneath the (laughs) guitar. Yes, they were. And you would like, pick up these quarters, and he wouldn't even touch the quarters. No. And then he had a long, thin stick, like a popsicle stick, but longer, and he'd slather on some yellow mustard for you.
0: Oh, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, anybody, you missed that. If you're a Cub fan now, you missed Smokey Lings. It's about it was the best part of going to Wrigley Field. Feeling you I got a jumbo sorry.
1: truck. Eric, Eric you have you any idea what we're even talking about? No. Nope. Unaware of the smoke. But <laughs> let
0: me ask you this. Check with your dad. But holy let me elbow. ask you
1: this. Was it so boring you turned a channel? Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: That's only so, because well, he
1: couldn't. He's a I'm uh, no, unpaid to yeah, listen right now. You're working. What am I so, talking yeah. about? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He couldn't do it.
1: All right. So, uh, Eric, Stan, on... As North you say, stay on the line. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's... So, after the Bulls games on TV, can you still call it TV? Yeah, it's on my TV. I can call it yeah. whatever I want. And after the Blackhawks games. Now, Fred, we've touched on this before, but I want to augment this. Push the ball down the field. So, uh, Felix, you oh, I'm so sorry. Eric. It's a force of habit. At least I never, you, I never once said the old call letters until about three or four years and it came out one day. That's what the dump button's for, Remember? Hi, right, Eric. Fred. Yeah. So you watch the uh, post game on Channel 200, NBC Sports Chicago, right? And after the Bulls game, if they're home, uh, they're out there with the crowd in the concourse.
0: Yeah, you're looking to get me in trouble again. No, no, no. Yeah. We're going okay, a little good, different. Good. And Marcinowski uh, and Kendall uh, Gill. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Will, Will, Will Purdue. I'm not sure what Horace Grant adds Sometimes to it, Horace, but, yeah.
1: Horace is nervous. It's his first year. And about two-thirds through each show, he gets is relaxed. Yeah. I like Horace. What they should do, though. He's nervous.
0: Making, putting Horace with three other guys is tough. You should make Horace where he's got to contribute. Ah. You don't have Kendall Gill there one day. making one only two guys. Kendall, I'm sorry, Kendall. I'm taking money out of your pocket. <laughs> but, you know. Because
1: Kendall is great. And yes. Will is great. Will is awesome. And Mark Shinovsky, he probably... And we've invited Mark Shinowsky on. I know that the other uh, oh, yeah, shows good. love him, but yeah. uh, I'd love to have Mark on some Saturday, and uh, he's he's as good as anybody. He's great. He knows, he knows basketball as well as anyone you'll ever hear yep. in that in that position. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's hard for Horace to get it anyway. So there's about a hundred fans behind him, and they're waving and stuff. Now, the Blackhawks do the same thing after a Blackhawks game, home game at the United Center. They've got their uh, group out there also who does a terrific job. Is that Pat uh, Boyle He uh, helps out with Pat, that? Pat Boyle and does And they got some of the, vet, the old the Hawks guys. Patrick Sharp's, Sharp is he's awesome. He's new, right?
0: He's, re- he's new and he's really good he at it. He was terrific. Yeah. Sharp dresser, got I the hair nice. I never knew he was so short. He looks smaller than everybody else on, on the set. A sharp shooter! It was kind of weird, but he does he's look excellent. A yeah, He's excellent. And the other good. guys?
1: Now, they have 100 fans behind him also, right? Uh-huh. So here's what's I don't know what the word I don't want to say weird or odd, but different. There's a safe word, right? Here's something different. After the uh, Hawks games, the 100 fans or whatever, they smile nice and they wave a little and they're smiling and they wave a little. Then the Bulls post game, the fans, they make faces. They're mugging to the camera, looking up at the monitor. Oh, there I am there. And they gyrate. They Contort their arms and hands and fingers, so it's it's well, it's so radically different. The two uh, uh, fandoms, bases. the two
0: fandoms. Maybe they drink more at Bulls games. Well, after you watch that, team. and we're
1: not saying one's right or one's wrong. It's just erratic, just totally different.
0: No, I'm just, saying they're both wrong. The guys should be in the studio, but <laughs> that's another story.
1: Uh, bad I know we're running late. Murph and Fred back in a flash. Hey. Last chance now uh, to vote on our previous Twitter for this hour. The best all-star game. Vote right now. NBA, NHL, baseball, football. Vote at ESPN. Just see in a few minutes. 1,000. How you doing, everybody? Murph and Fred. Let's get rolling. Jesse in a few minutes. By the way, next hour, Fred, uh, Yurko did it again. Oh, yeah? Oh, man. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, Let's take a look at the results for our Twitter poll this hour. The best all-star game. Well, tonight is the NBA. Uh, Or is it the baseball in the summer, the... uh, Midsummer Classic, is that what they used to call it? Yep. I think so, the Midsummer, Mid-Summer Classic. Classic. NFL or NHL? Now let the record show. We've uh, used this one before. Sorry if you're keeping track. I used that a year ago or two years ago. Every once in a while, I like to see what what's what you guys say and gals. So, uh, Fred, as you mentioned before, this is usually a yeah. runaway for
0: for Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Usually, always has been. Yeah. But a lot of times, if you do it around the time of the other Ah, game, which is probably why we're doing it. A
1: seasonal. Yeah.
0: Seasonal thing that some people will say, ah, Uh it's the NBA. Can't wait to see the stars of the NBA play no defense and score 160 points
1: each mm-hmm. so uh,
0: i'll
1: just say that then i won't miss i uh, call you my uh, wonderful felix all right uh, Eric strasky uh the best all-star game we've had this uh, up for a couple hours now we've got some good numbers rolling in you want to bring us from the bottom up uh, in other words what's the uh worst all-star game So,
2: with only 1% is the NFL, the Pro Bowl. (laughs) 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 One whopping percent Pro Bowl. Uh, 15% is the NHL All Star game. Okay. 28% it says the NBA All Star game, and then MLB with uh, 56%. And as
1: we've dissected, thank you, Eric,
2: and as we've dissected before, the reason is.
0: Thank goodness it's not that it counts.
1: Well, the reason baseball wins by a landslide always is. It's the only of the four that you have to play defense or you look like a real moron.
0: Well, hockey changed a little bit. They, they knew that they were getting ridiculous, so they've changed their game a little bit where there's like a little mini contest and stuff like that. But, uh, right. uh, yeah, basketball, there's no defense. NFL is a joke. Right. And baseball, there's a ground ball. You can't not field it. you got to go for the ground. There's a fly ball. You want to make a great catch. So yeah, it makes sense.
1: You're the uh, All Star right fielder, and there's a can of corn about ten feet to your right. Yeah, and you decide to lolly gag and let it drop. I, you don't look
0: real good. No, you don't. You but don't you can look get away good.
1: with it in the, the NBA All Star game, like it's in the NFL. And, yeah, right. So well,
0: see in the NBA All Star game, you'll just let Jabari Parker let the guy score. You know. Just see what Joe Collie no defense.
1: Just see what Joe Cowley called him today. <laughs>
0: I don't think that no, happens. because the Bulls didn't play, I didn't read the I didn't read the Bulls article.
1: Yeah, I got an hour on Metro. How about Metro free this weekend? Did you see that?
0: Oh, that's nice because of all the bad weather last yeah. week.
1: Yeah, but but that affected mostly the Monday through Friday people.
0: Yeah, well, they're so they're why should
1: it. I? I don't take it Monday through Friday, and I I got the freebie ticket. There you go. Let's see.
0: But don't say it too loud. They'll come and hit you up for double the cost next time.
1: Let's see. Uh, Joe Colley talking about our guy. I can't find it. I'll, I'll pull that up in a few minutes. Uh, oh, Fred, one of your White Sox guys, very interesting, uh, Michael Kolpek.
0: Yep. He's uh, going to be out all year with a uh, Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. But I was amazed he was actually throwing the ball already. And lifting, that that some,
1: lifting some uh, weights.
0: They say he's one of the strongest guys in Major League Baseball.
1: Someone was on and mentioned how you have to be careful when you... You're starting to feel good, or feeling uh, better. I think,
0: I think I think Cap said that Dempster said it once. That that was that Ryan might have Dempster, been it. Ryan Dempster had had Tommy John surgery. He mm-hmm. told Cap, he said, "Listen, the worst time to throw yeah. is when you're feeling good because you're going to go and throw and you're going to you're going to overthrow. Makes sense. And then you can re-injure it. And the last thing you want to do is re-injure it as you're coming back from Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want you to do is re-injure it. Me and along with That's- all the other White Sox fans." We want you ready when you when you're in the rotation with Cease and everybody else.
1: Here, here it is, Joe Colley today, right? Uh, trying to move forward after several bad decisions, Bulls have a solid one-two punch in Porter and uh, Markinen. Okay, about five, six, seven paragraphs here. The Bulls, <laughs> listen to this. The, now, Joe Joe Colley does what Joe Colley does. It's like a Manny being Manny, right. you know, what he used to say about. Uh, uh, Manny Ramirez. Now they might say it about Manny Machado. Manny, sure. B, this is Joe being Joe, the Bulls' idea of a quick fix was throwing twenty million dollars at Jabari Parker, a power forward his entire career, and squeezing that square peg into the round hole. Or, in this case, the two hundred and fifty-pound mope into a small forward. You don't hear <laughs> mope much, do
0: you? No, you don't. No, no. And plus, he probably said mope also because he's out of town.
1: So, kept visiting with White Sox, rehabbing, as you were talking about, Fred, starting pitcher of the future, they hope, Michael Kopech. And uh, as a Cub fan I'm listening, I didn't know I was going to get so upset.
5: You go down and talk to the kids that are going to be part of this. They are excited, and they are coming hard, and they are coming strong. And I've heard the same thing spoken about the White Sox, that there's this yeah, I know that they were, whatever it was, 62-100 and 100 last year. There is a pride being established that it's prideful to be part of the Chicago White Sox.
4: Do you feel that? Absolutely. Our, uh, our minor league levels with the guys that are about to be here are just as excited as the guys that are already here. I mean, there's a kind of cockiness that walks around in the clubhouse, and it's not in a bad way at all. I mean... You know, when you see Eloy Jimenez, that that guy's not going to be stuck in the minor uh, leagues. That guy's a big leaguer through and through. Same with Dylan Cease. I mean, uh, those guys, they carry themselves differently because they know that they're going to be a big part of something.
0: I'm just enjoying it, and then all uh, of a sudden I've got to be reminded. Yeah. The best thing about Eloy is Luis Basabi is in the batting cage hitting off the tee, yeah. and Eloy Jimenez is instructing him on how to do it and how to hit the inside pitch. Harry is a guy that's not even taking a swing in Major League Baseball, explaining to another up-and-coming youngster how he can get better. And that's great to see.
1: You know, the White Sox, we're up against the clock here, Jesse, but we'll get back to your White Sox, Fred. They have five, maybe six. I lost count. I yeah. haven't written down. Outfield prospects. Oh, yeah. Six counting Eloy. Sure. And uh, Pasabi, is, as you mentioned. And have you checked out this guy, Rutherford? Yeah,
0: Rutherford. You got Con- Luis Gonzalez is a young there's guy, Ru- too. Yeah,
1: there's Rutherford and... Uh, Luis uh, Robert. Micah Mike- Adolfo. Yep. Right down there's the six line. six right there. This huh. guy, Rutherford. Uh-huh. They got him in the Yankee, Yankee deal. deal when they sent over... Well, that's rub against the clock. Jesse, next. We'll get back to the oh, White Sox. Oh, we'll Shucks. talk White Sox later. Oh, yeah.
0: We'll have a year and a half to talk White Sox as they build up for 2020.
1: And Cub fans vote now at ESPN 1000. Who will have the best bounce back year, A, B, or C? Brian Darvish or Brandon Morrow, the closer? Sox fans vote. If the Sox sign Manny Machado and Dallas Keichel, the starting pitcher, A, they will win the AL Central. B, they are still a year away. Baseball next. Back in a flash. Nick Friedel at 11 o'clock at
3: ESPN 1000. Inside the first Midwest Bank State Street studios.
0: You're listening to ESPN 1000 WMVP Chicago.
1: More than all right,
0: it's excellent with Jesse Rogers one minute away. Merce and uh, Fred. Appropriate music. Last night, uh, yeah. John played this one of his final concerts. He was out at the Allstate Arena. Uh, our good friend Sue and her friends and Tina and Lori, they were all out at the concert. My wife was so aggravated I didn't buy her a ticket. Oh, my God, was she mad at me.
1: i tell you, Elton John, Dana, lovely Dana. Yeah, you guys saw Can him I, at the uh, Allstate. Back the in uh, Center. November. I was, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. I went in there, you know, like, you know, oh, yeah. who doesn't like Elton? You know, but I walked out there, one of the top five concerts. Yep. Know, Rolling That's Stones, you yeah. ever, ever.
0: And yeah, now she's even more mad at me.
1: Last the guy comes out at 8.01 at the United Center. 8 o'clock start, 8.01. No opening act. He went two and a half hours, yeah. no intermission. And uh, he opens with Benny and the Jets. Most bands would like to close with... He opens with yeah. Benny and the Jets. He
0: had so many hits, yeah. he's not sure which one to start with.
1: And uh, vote right now at ESPN 1000. Cub fans, who will have the best bounce-back year? Chris Bryant, you Darvish, Brandon uh, Morrow. I'm going with
0: Jesse Rogers.
1: And Sox fans, if the Sox signed both Manny Machado and starting pitcher Dallas Keuchel, A, they win the AL Central. B, they're still... A year away, but, uh, you know, we try to, you know, every once in a while, we do. you get into a rant. You know, you don't even sometimes, Fred, know you're going to do it. Uh And then you get rolling, you get rolling, you get rolling, and they, oh, man, that was a rant. Well, don't ever say Jesse can't do the same thing. You
5: have the money. Don't forget that they all have the money. So if you're wasting a few dollars late in the contract, so what? Get the next guy. I mean, that's the, you have to change your perspective. Because these owners have it. Hey, Jesse.
6: Hey, just say, It feels like a
1: party every day. Hey, just say. Hey, just say. Hey, let's bring in Jesse Rogers, baseball guy, Don and AZ. Now on ESPN 1000 with Murph and Fred. Morning, Jesse.
5: Good morning. My favorite duo. We're back and better than ever. What's happening, guys?
1: Oh, great to visit with you. And, uh... Jesse, the uh, Twitter poll we have active right now. In fact, uh, uh, EO11, when you have a minute there, uh, let us know how the fans are voting on this. But first, we'll visit with Jesse on that. Uh, uh, Who will have the big best of the bounce back uh, years? Uh, And to be honest, uh, these are, to me at least, and probably Jesse and Cub fans and Fred, the uh, sort of key to the year. Uh, For the Cubs, it'd be guys like, well, exactly like Chris Bryant, Hugh Darvish, and closer Brandon Morrow are coming back. Those three guys come back? then you know what? You can take your Pakoda and you can shred it right downtown <laughs> and print it, as he Lehelia once said. Uh, EO 11, what are the fans voting here? Cubs fans, who will have the best bounce
2: back year? Let's go right to the top. Who's the winner? 66% say Chris Bryant will have the best bounce back season. Followed by? Uh, 32% for you, Darvish and then just 2% for Brandon Morrow.
0: I hmm. voted you, Darvish. I voted for you, Darvish.
2: Says he's okay. Jesse's down there. Jesse, is that a
1: question that's fair? You know, it's sort of tough because they're all important. But uh, so far, I know they haven't played any games. They're just down there working Mm -hmm. out. But uh, the question itself, on the big picture, I think this is very key. Guys like Brian Darvish and Morrow.
5: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I will tell you though, I'm a little surprised by the two percent for Brandon Morrow. People forget he was lights out. Now, maybe they're just assuming he won't be healthy, hmm. but I think he will be. I, I don't know if he will be for the whole you know, six months or five months when he returns, but I mean, I think he will be enough to help this team out. We'll find out what, how he is down the stretch. I'm not saying I put more ahead of Bryant. I might put him ahead of Darvish, though. I might put him ahead of Darvish. You, you give him a May 1st start date, Yeah, I think he could have a really good season. So I'm surprised that's only a 2%. I would have voted for Bryant. You know, it's sort of the obvious choice in a lot of different ways. I think he is a little bit on a mission. He's stronger. That's um, something that hasn't necessarily been reported. He's been doing—I don't want to say more weightlifting, but more strength exercises. You know, he's not the type that's going to lift a lot of weights, but he has a little bit stronger upper body. He's not bulky at all, but I know he's worked out more than he ever has in the past, Murph and Fred. So that's that's interesting to know. I'm not saying Darvish can't do it. But I do think Morrow's going to have a big
0: effect on this team, um, maybe more than most people think. There's always, in baseball, even in high school baseball, they always used to tell you, you got to be real careful when you're working out because the last thing you want to do is get tight across the chest because you want to be loose. Well, obviously, these game, these players nowadays, they understand It's not like they're doing something that they haven't checked everything out. They're doing everything to their best benefit. But, that, Jess, I'm sure that was your problem back in the high school, too. I know it was mine. <laughs> you didn't want to get too big through the chest.
5: Well, yeah, of course. I I still have that problem, Fred. You know that. Um but you you won't be able to tell a difference in, in with Brian. But it has okay. been more strength it's put more strengthening his shoulder and upper body than it is bulking up. So um all I know is he's put in more work this off season than in the past. He's been such a natural talent that finally he got hit by an injury and he and I think his, his team, his people realized, okay. Now we have a few years under our belt at the majors. You got to you got to maintain yourself, and you know strengthen yourself a little bit. So um, hopefully it's a healthy season for all three. But you, you know it's a roll of the dice with, with uh, at least Brandon Moore. I get that much, but I do think he's going to be good. I do.
1: Jesse, uh, you wrote I believe uh, last night ESPN, dot uh, and uh, you talked about. Joe Madden, I thought this was interesting. How he says, uh, over time, you've heard him say, Co- coaches have, I have to coach the coaches, I think was the phrase. Yeah. And, uh, we know back in October, November, when Theo said, we want Joe not spending two hours in the dugout talking to Jesse every game. <laughs> we want him out there. And I I was going to start calling him Fungo Joe because managers over the last 100 years, before a game and they're out on the field, a lot of them used to carry the fungal bat around, even if they weren't going to use it. You know, like Leo DeRocher. I remember when I was a kid, he'd always have the Fungo bat during BP for no apparent reason. Maybe to sort of lean against it, you know, prop against it, look cool. But now here's a big picture the Sun Times ran yesterday. Here's Joe on the field uh, with a fungal bat, and you also supplied the picture, I believe it was you, of Joe coaching the coaches. Uh, what's going to be, uh, you know, what's your read on, on all this uh, coaching the coaches and Joe being more involved?
5: I, I think it's exactly that. Just, I mean, I, I think we all know what it means when you say more hands on. Uh, instead of just letting, um, you know, the infield coach do his deal, and then at the end of spring, they, you know, sort of summarize or Review what happened. Joe's going to be out there checking it out with the the, the the fielding coach, for example, or the base running coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. but we, we we all know what that means. By the way, he has uh, walked around with a bat often over the years. Okay, uh, so, man. He's, Yeah, he's had a fungal bat often, but you know what? He 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 hasn't done it that much. You know when he when he does walk around, he has it. But you're right. During batting practice, a lot of times <laughs> he's talking to the media, yeah. so he doesn't have time to walk around. So forget the medium forget that part but but I just think the more hands-on approach just having his hand and certainly in the hitting department he mentioned that the other day number one thing he'll do and I I, I actually have, have spoken about this before he knows hitting and doesn't really talk about it as much as as uh, maybe he will now that he's going to be more hands-on he's really good with hitters and um, mm-hmm. I think you know with your job on the line this is what you have to do be a little bit more hands-on Joe's going to go down with the ship. You know, you want to go down with your thoughts, your ideas, your way of teaching. And that's what he's imparting to his coaches here.
1: The coaching staff, I've heard people, not you, I don't think, but the last week or so uh, theorizing, well, you know, if this is Joe's last year, that means all the coaches will be gone too. and they're, No, wait a minute. The coaching or the staff, as we like to call it, the coaching staff, Jesse, Most of these guys, if not all of these guys, I believe were not any of them picked by Joe. Usually, and Fred, you notice over time, the manager gets a couple and the GM gets a couple. uh, But these guys, A, I believe they're all picks from Theo and Jed. You got a lot of ex-Padres and this and that, ex-Red Sox. But more than that, I think they're all coming back. Uh, regardless if it's Mark, Mark Loretta next year or someone else, you know, if Joe don't win the World Series, he's probably bye-bye, as we all sort of talk about. These coaches, don't you think they're all coming back? Because that's why these guys were selected long-term, in my opinion, by Theo and, and Jed. So there's less, you know, transition problems when the new manager says, I want these five new guys.
5: Yeah, I mean, Mark Loretta has a two-year deal. So unless they want to pay him to go away after one year, I would think. He'd be back if Joe isn't. Remember when Joe came here? He only brought Davey Martinez.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, he,
5: so I, I'm sure if they if they do switch managers, the new guy, whether he's here or not, will pick somebody to join his staff. You know, the, you're gonna pick, you're gonna bring your right hand man, whether it be for a bench right. coach or another position. Give one. Give one. Okay. Look, the yeah, the essence of what you're saying is yeah. right. Don Cooper has survived what five managers? Larry <laughs> yeah. Rothschild used to survive him. Lester Strode, the bullpen coach, I think he survived about ten. So. Yes, uh, the front office will decide the coaches. No longer does the manager handpick the entire staff. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. Their philosophy, team philosophies, organizational philosophies. But every manager gets to bring a guy or two. You know, one of his loyalists that that'll uh, that'll back them up. So, All right. Um,
0: yes, you're right. Most would be back okay. no matter. So, right. so, so Jesse, we can now expect Carl Edwards Jr. to be just like Kenley Jansen. Now that he learned that hesitation, right? He's open. He's open. He's not sure if it's going to carry over to the regular season. I was
5: talking to him about it before, and there's differing philosophies. Guys that have uh, control problems may not, you know, may 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 not be the best idea to add a hitch to it or whatever the case may be. You want to simplify instead of adding. But other people would say no. I mean, this this can center him over the rubber and over the plate. So right. let's see. This is what spring training's for, Fred. Right? Yeah. Figure out if it works or not. You know, and if not, you go back to the way you've pitched your whole life.
1: Sort of the opposite of uh, Tyler Chatwood, who they're trying to take the hitches out last year.
5: Right. The the glove taps and all that stuff. Exactly right.
1: This is an interesting guy. And most fans, maybe me also, I don't know, you guys, have written off Tyler Chatwood. I mean, for good reason. Most guys get the yips. They got him forever. Not always. Not always. But often, you never get rid of him. But stuff. Jesse, Fred, there might be nobody on the Cubs with more stuff than Chatwood. This guy, he's electric. He's got no-hit stuff. He's unhittable. We all know
0: what happened last year. Yeah, he didn't let anybody hit the ball. (laughs) He wasn't. He was unhittable. He walked everybody.
1: (laughs) We can't hit it. It's not over the plate. But Jesse, am I right? I mean, this guy's got stuff.
5: Well, let me tell you, Joe Madden has gone to to the mat for him more than anybody on this team. He really has been backing him. Now, Mm -hmm. I think it's a confidence thing. He's backing him publicly and privately because what else should he do? He's on the roster, so you may as well back the guy. I don't know if he truly believes it or not, but Joe has really gone to the mat talking about the stuff you're saying, that he has great stuff, that he has great movement. They're trying a little delivery tweak with him as well. Mm -hmm. So, Look, I will say this he it's it is hard to make changes mid-season, okay? So now he's had the whole off-season to do it and now a full spring training. If it doesn't work this time, Murph, that's when you can definitely write him off. You nice. know, one year's one thing, mm-hmm. but a reset to a new year and if it, if if he still can't find the plate, I think the Cubs are going to have to eat that money. I really do. This is not someone you can carry. In the bullpen, um, certainly you got to have control coming out of the pen. There's no starting spot for him. They're going to have to eat that money if he cannot find the plate.
1: Murph and Freddie has been 1,009 till noon on Saturdays, visiting for a few minutes with Jesse Rogers. Uh- Jesse, see the. Uh, we're not going to delve deep into the uh, Pekoda, uh numbers. We've that's been that's been sort of uh, hashed to death.
0: Well, I just want to ask one question, oh, good, and not good. about the numbers specifically, yeah. but when when everybody was asking every every player, manager, coach, you know, vendor, and everything about what they thought about the Pequotah numbers, did anybody just come out and say, "Listen, it's numbers. We don't care." Yeah, pretty much. I
5: mean, it's funny you brought that up because I've been going around to guys one-on-one these last couple of days. I'm going to write a story because I, I, I'm waiting to approach Lester and Cole Hamilton and tell them a computer model says you're both too old to pitch because that's what the, that's the reasoning Picota has said that, you know, they're they they only have them at 80 wins. Sure. It's an older rotation, but yes, most of the guys said throw that computer out. What do numbers? know? what, are, you know. I mean, they're going to say that about a writer that writes something like that. What do you think they're going to say about a computer? You right. know, they care less what a computer spits out. So I've been getting some great responses. You know, uh, recalibrate that computer. Put the, you know, put the, whoever's inputting the numbers needs to be fired. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's 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 great fodder. It's great fodder because. Um, it's such an easy layup for these players. What do you mean? A computer says eighty wins? Are you nuts? Right. You know, I'm getting those kind of responses. And the fact that you know Hamels, Lester, Hendricks, Quintana,
0: I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is not they're too old. Top they rotation. Mean, good, top, I don't know. Top but, big four in the, know, the game. They don't have any of them because, with more than twelve wins. That's the amazing part. I thought. What I saw. But, it.
5: But when we went through this offseason, everybody think, "Oh God, Cole Hamels is too old. Lester's too old." No, they're getting up there. But no one no one has said that they're over the hill, except for the computer. So hey,
0: Jesse, Jess, you know why they're not too old? Because they're pitchers. If they were major, if they were position players, unless you're Ben Zobrist, they'd be t- too old. And this goes all the way back to my whole complaints about everybody talking about Harper and Machado and all that stuff. Giving pitchers money into 35-36, not a problem. Hitters, not so much. Look at Miguel Cabrera.
1: Well, let's do the opposite yeah, of no what no. Jesse was just talking about. By the way, Pakoda... Uh was originally invented by our old buddy, Nate Silver. Nate used to call, maybe even when uh, you were uh, looking, through, probably the, looking through the glass, a Chicago kid, <laughs> sort of like a John Dewan at the time, living up there, you know, first in the garden apartment over there somewhere, uh, you know, on the north side. But now he's uh, world famous uh, with, with his uh, company. But Pakoda, named after... A journeyman, uh, infielder back in the day, fellas, Bill Pacota, P E C O T A, and they made an, a, an acronym out of it, which is also actually called a back-renim, which I had to look up, which is when you have the, uh, acronym and then you put, let words, words together, okay. as opposed to the other way around, like, you know, radar. Uh, so player, this is Pacota, P E C O T A, player empirical comparison test. An optimization uh, algorithm. It's a mouthful. Yeah. uh, Test
0: algorithm. Basically, it's a sabermetric (laughs) system for forecasting Major League Baseball players' performance.
1: So here's what I wanted to bring in, Jesse. And you hit the nail on the head. And all week we've... uh, Well, you know, they're not friendly towards older players and fred just pointed out a possible flaw in that these yeah, are
0: pitchers pitchers big difference
1: and the phrase which if i hear it once more i'm going to uh regression to the mean we had john dewan i remember fred about two months ago and i said well wouldn't there also be instead of just everything a progression to the mean so when you got guys jesse that are 25, 26, and you're supposed to peak at 28. And I understand Pacoda knocking you down when you get older because hundreds or thousands of uh, samples over the last 20, 30 years of baseball show that, you know, 92% of the time when a guy's uh, 34 or 35, is going to go down. That's how they, you know, it's just numbers. They're not looking at the motion, the heart, the guy. Right,
4: but, right, right. But
1: what about Pacoda? Are they factoring in progression? to the mean in other words bryant are they projecting him to do what he's done in the past progression what about wilson Contreras? is pakoda looking at him that here's a guy that's gonna probably history shows go gangbusters up again so i don't ever hear anyone talking about that part of the pakoda jesse
5: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, And and the other thing is, just talking about the regression of the mean, Brandon Morrow just told me 20 minutes ago, uh, every year they can predict a regression of the mean, and eventually they'll be right. Mm -hmm. That's that's when you get into the mid-30s, because you're not wrong. Uh, The sample size is enough that we know when... But but one guy might go down at 33, another guy at 35. So if you start predicting it at 32, eventually you will be right. So... Um, you're, you're, you're not wrong about the progression of the mean, you know, if, if the glass is half full for Contreras and Bryant, some of these other guys, yeah. then there's a lot, a lot of room. there. There's a high ceiling there. And we know there's going to be a couple, couple of the older guys that are going to uh, to come back. I mean, we don't know about Ben Zobris, you know, he might, he might come back down to earth, but other guys are reaching their peak. So. Well, whatever. However, you cut it, right. Eighty wins seems okay. a little ridiculous, but mm-hmm. I guess stranger things have happened.
1: Yeah, all five teams could finish 81-81 in the division. Then I want to see the wild card tiebreakers.
5: <laughs> we, uh, if our buddy Mark- Murph, Murph, my, my, Brandon Morrow said the same thing. I guess all five teams are going to go eighty-one and eighty-one. He well, said it's, the same thing ten minutes ago. Well, it's it's like.
1: Twenty years ago, uh, Moneyball. I said, "Well, what happens uh, right now? Only the Red Sox and the Oakland A's." Twenty years ago, have uh, you know number crunchers, and they're they're doing uh, Moneyball. I said, "What happens when all thirty teams have twenty uh, number crunchers in their room?" Well, they right. all do now. By the way, Mark Potash, one of the time Marcus to get into all this now, Fred, you have a copy. But uh, Mark Potash says after seeing the Pacotta, uh of uh, had the Cubs going eighty and eighty-two, I compiled a list of 15 that's one five teams over the past five years projected to drop 10 games in the win column from the previous year only three significantly beat the pro- uh, projection and two actually won more games than the uh, previous season he breaks it all down here not time right now but thanks to uh, uh mark Potter, jesse and fred uh couple final thoughts everyone talks about the weather, but no one does anything about it. No. Uh, everyone talks about the Cubs leadoff, man. The Cubs leadoff, man. It makes you want to go, you can't take it anymore. But last year, here's the season finishing on-base percentage for Cubs batters in order from top, okay? Which you might assume would be a factor for leadoff, man. That's what they've done before with Schwarber. Right. Here's the Cubs last year on-base top to bottom. Zobrist, 378. Rizzo, 376. Bryant, 374, so they're all together. Schwarber, then Happ, then Contreras. The problem is I don't want Zobras leading off. I want him batting fifth or sixth maybe. I don't want Rizzo leading off. He's number two. I want him in the guts. Bryant, he's number three. I don't want him batting leadoff. Schwarber, he's number four. I don't want him batting leadoff. Happ ain't going to play every day. He was fifth. Contreras. So Hayward. Now don't everyone laugh at me. But Hayward, for fun, not now, Jesse. But for fun and Fred, take a look at his
0: three years with
1: the Cubs. Now he was three thirty-five on base. You don't want that leading off.
0: But most Cubs, most Cubs fans would say, "Must we?"
1: <laughs> I know. But here's his from 2016, 17, 18. His last three years with the uh, oldest first. He batted two thirty-two, sixty-two, seventy last year. On base, three hundred six, three twenty-six, three thirty-six he's hey, each year he's better now i don't mean anything i'm not mr pakoda but if he could progress i don't even have my what if fell out of my back, so just ding ding me okay what if he progressed again the fourth year that same little incremental uh, up you know what this is a guy that could actually help you if he keeps doing what he's done in three years i'm not saying he will
5: well, one thing is though, uh, I don't know if that's the guy you want getting the most at bats on your team. No, not right now.
1: I know, yeah. I know.
5: But, but and, and I, I know we joke about La but I mean, with a stronger bench, I don't, I don't mind that so much. But you be, you must be willing to pinch hit for him at late in the game if you need a, an extra base hit instead of just a walk, or whatever. He didn't take to it in Atlanta. In fact, it really hurt him in Atlanta leading off. Now it's years later. Now maybe he's changed his attitude. I don't love the idea because, like I said, I want my best hitters getting extra. At no, I'm with it But if
1: just all the other guys, I like them more in the middle.
5: That's, see, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't overthink it, Murph. Mm-hmm. i put Dobrist up there uh, for he, now. Yeah, uh, 378.
1: Else, he, he was number one on the team, so he's, he's, he's the guy. But he's going to start maybe, what, 110, 115 right. games? Maybe.
5: Right, exactly. Right. So you need yeah. someone else as well. But at least to, to get things going, I would okay. start with them. I mean, last year we know Ian Happ had a great spring and then tailed up. I don't know what the answer yeah. is there. there. There is certainly not an everyday okay. leadoff off hitter on this team, and there hasn't been for three years.
0: Jesse, I just wanted you to make sure you have it on your uh, schedule. Tuesday, March 5th, or Saturday, March 8th, your opportunity – or uh, Saturday, March 9th, I'm sorry – your opportunity to actually see Tommy LaStella as the Cubs play the Angels <laughs> in spring training. So make sure and, you're ready. And
5: then, and mid-April in uh, at Wrigley Field, and we're going to lunch in the next couple of days. Uh,
1: there you go, Jesse. Jesse likes Lestella because Jesse's taller. <laughs>
5: That's right. That's right. I can I can actually interview someone eye to eye or talk to someone eye to eye. Jesse,
1: next time we visit with you, wow. I've heard you say time and again, and I believe it's probably factual. Well, the Cubs have been in the playoffs the last four years. I don't think were they in the playoffs last year. They were yeah, in the you're stupid right. wild you're card.
5: Right. You're right. Okay. I, you, you say it because it is factual, but you're not wrong. It, it, okay. It's really a, 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 a sort of backdoor way of saying they they've made it four years in a row. But they did.
1: Okay. Wild card to me, I don't you're count. Right. Okay, Jesse, you're the best. Whatever you're doing today, you'll do a great job. They always tell make me that. Sure,
0: and make sure you wish Kelly Crawl a happy birthday. Huh. Oh, I, I've done it for
5: three straight days. I've been to four of her birthday parties than my own kids because every year. We're, we're, there's a big dinner for Kelly Kroll. There's a big dinner for Kelly Kroll. There you go. Goes Just, on, it goes on
0: for two weeks. That's the way. We, you know what? We should all do it that way. Just
1: remembered what you yeah. told us when you came on a half hour ago. We are your favorite the duo.
5: I did say that. Didn't mean I meant it, but I said it. <laughs> yes, he did say
1: it. All right, go back to sleep, Jesse. Thanks, nice. Jess. Nice. Jesse. Jesse nice. Rogers does a great job. Yurko. Hey,
0: Brandon Morrow said the same thing as you did. <laughs> Yurko. Everybody finishes 81 and 81. I
1: didn't say my elbow hurts. <laughs> I hope this uh, little cleanup works. Yeah. We'll wait a while. That's why I won't be ready April 1st. Did I say that? No, yeah. he said that. Murph and Fred Yurko. Yurko, he's always got something new. Back in a flash with a uh, Yurko, soundbite, miss a little, miss a lot, ESPN 1000. And now's the time, and
2: here's the place we
0: even up the score.
2: Sing it, sir. The hopes are
7: high, and the pinnacle fly over the Field once
0: more. Fred Huebner, back together on ESPN 1000 and the
7: ESPNF. app. <laughs>
1: And Fred, ninety minutes behind us, ninety minutes to go. That'd be nine till noon on Saturdays. Fred, we gotta get to Yurko in a minute because uh, it's uh, soccer and relegation. Uh, you've always been yeah, on that. And promotion you and, and
0: relegation,
1: and Yurko, and uh, maybe finally trying to figure out a way to tie it in more to uh, anti-tanking uh, specifically in baseball than maybe all the all sports. different sports.
0: Because okay, so you uh, do it in basketball, I'll tell you that.
1: You know, I can solve the I can solve the tanking problem in one minute, and everyone then would laugh at me when I simply say, "Eliminate the draft." Very yeah.
0: simple. Sure.
1: What? Eliminate the draft? Then the the rich teams will get all the. Uh... No, not if you have a salary cap. Right. Any sport that has a, I have to say, hard cap.
0: It does have to be hard well, cap. Well, right, yeah. not
1: where they, over the last 20 years, this uh, this, uh, provision, uh, this provision, this provision, Larry yeah. Bird, French. you know, if every team, again, it's the soup in the bowl of soup, you splash it around. If every team had the same hard salary cap in the NBA, you don't need a draft. Right. Because... The team that has the most money that year could make
0: the biggest offer. You just have to make sure you have a floor, too. A salary cap floor. right? Exactly. Because some of these teams out there Mm -hmm. would would spend as little as possible, and they already are doing it. And
1: we don't have to go through. I won't bore everyone again with the history of the uh, draft. First in the NFL, 1938. Uh, George Hallis, in collusion, called up the other, uh, I think it was eight-team league or ten-team league, the NFL, 1937. And the number one uh, college player out there, they all wanted him. The name happened to be Jay Berwanger. Old Chicago people will you know from the uh, University of Chicago, the Maroons, when yeah. they had a
0: team back then. He won the very first Heisman Trophy. Exactly. Uh-huh. Thank
1: you. Anyway, every team, the ten teams, all wanted Jay Berwanger, so they all called him. Hey, Jay, we'll give you the Eagles call. We'll give you ten grand a year, and then uh, Washington Redskins, we'll give you twelve grand a year, and then the New York, I think the Brooklyn Giants, they were called. We'll give you fourteen. And Hallis called up all the other owners and said, "Are we nuts?" We're bidding against ourselves. Right, collusion didn't—they didn't know at the time, or who cares? So, Hallis said, "Let's have a draft. Uh-huh. We'll pick num- name out of the hat. That way, only one team—the su- the guy can only talk to one team. Take it or leave it." Right. So, uh, the Eagles uh, pulled number one out of the hat. And called up burwanger. said, We'll give you 10 grand. He says, Go, go to blank. And he uh, never played football in the NFL, started a big up career of his own. I believe in plastics. Uh, before it, in the early days of
0: plastics. Okay. Yeah,
1: the graduate. That was going to before word, the graduate. One word plastics. <laughs> Eric has no idea what we're talking about. I love
2: the graduate. There
0: you go. Yeah, you remember plastics? Absolutely. Yes. One word.
2: Plastics. Yes. No, I absolutely love that movie. I uh, took a college course on filmography, and we did a lot on The Graduate. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Who says you don't learn anything in college?
1: Catherine Ross, a good looker <laughs> at that. Easy on the eyes, huh? Back in the day. No comment from Eric. Someone might be listening at home.
0: <laughs> He's newly married. you I know. know. <laughs> so.
1: Okay, so. Uh, Yerko. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I knew we were heading nowhere. I mean, somewhere. <laughs> So <laughs> so uh how do you uh fix tanking? Well, they've figured out how to fix it in around the world everywhere soccer. but the United
0: States, All yeah. Right. Basically.
1: But uh and uh, Fred's broken that down, I think most people are sort of hip now to uh a relegation. You relegate the bad teams down to the minor leagues uh, to sort of simplify it. It's more yeah, you complicated the, but you,
0: you promote the uh The top finishers in the lower league, and you relegate the bottom finishers in the upper league.
1: Okay, but you can't have Des Moines, Iowa, in uh, playing the Yankees. If
0: if they 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 get promoted, you would. Well, Yurko got me thinking. Can we get two divisions in baseball? Uh, the premier baseball division that wants to play for championships, and then we can put the second division, we'll call it the Gumby division. Relegation. Baby. Those teams that don't want to play for championships don't deserve to be up there. Yeah, boy, would that be a great incentive? You, to know you know what it would be, too? Then the teams that are in the top division okay, get 120% of yeah. the revenue, and the teams that are in the bottom get 50% of it.
1: So, Yurko got a great job. Miss a little, miss a lot. Yurko got me thinking. And uh, he, of course, uh, wisely uh, made it, you know, the money incentive. Right. You get more dough from the national TV if you finish higher than
0: you finish lower. Well, sure, because not many people want to watch the uh, TV of the lower division.
1: Great, great.
0: Yeah. I mean, for example, if the Tigers and Padres are Uh on, you might not be watching. But if the Red Sox are playing the Astros, you'll be watching. All right. I didn't want to say Red Sox-Yankees because I'm tired of them.
1: So... I went uh, a little different direction, but again, tip of the hat, uh, Uh the old chapeau, to Yurko. So
0: the Gumby division.
1: Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I call it the the division of shame. Okay. Okay, But same deal. His is actually better, but I can only steal so much from Yurko, you know. So here's my idea in baseball, how to prevent tanking. There's 30 teams. We all know that. 15 in the National League, 15 in the American League. Each league has three divisions. 5 5 5. That's uh, 30. Okay, very simple. So, just for last. Okay, so the National League, all right? Now you have what? The East, the Central, and the West. Right. Five teams. Whoosh, that's your sketch upside down. Gone. Delete it. Here's what you have. You still have five teams in three divisions, and this would be both leagues, all right? So you have uh, the super division. Those would be the top five records from the previous year. Now, this year, you're going to be in the division, the super division, which okay. has the five best teams. Right. The bi- middle division is uh, five teams, and those would be six, seven, eight, nine, and 10th place okay. in the NL or AL last year. And the uh, what do you call it?
0: the Gumby division? Gumby division,
1: or the division of shame, is uh, one, two, three, four, five other places, and that would be last year's bottom five. Okay, so now what happens, Murph? Top team in each uh, division, like now, goes to the playoffs, and then the best ti- no. If you finished in the previous season in the top five, you're now in the super division. Okay, with the best five teams. But here's the perk. The team that finishes now this year first, they're automatically in the playoffs. The team that finishes second in the Super Division, they're automatically in the playoffs. And the team that finishes third, they are an automatic wildcard team. Okay. So the three best of the top five in the Super, they all got a shot. Now, that middle division which were teams that finished 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th last year. Only the winner, first place, is in. Okay. Others are out. And here's Rick, it's interesting. Hopefully, Yurko and you, Fred, would uh, find the division of shame, the Gumby division, the five bottom theaters from last year, now lumped in that division. One, two, three, four, five. Number one can be a wild card. Two, three, four, five are out. The
0: wildest of wild cards. Yeah. Because I'm looking here at last year's standings in the Uh, National League. Oh, great. So your super division would have the the Brewers, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Rockies, and the Braves. This year. This year. Right. Um, Your middle division would have St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Washington, and Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And your division of shame would have the Mets, Giants, Reds, Padres, and Miami. Mm -hmm. So based on your playoffs... The uh, Cubs and Brewers, the Brewers and the Cubs would be in, and so would St. Louis because they won the middle division. Uh, the wild card teams would be the Dodgers because they finished third in the pre, in the uh, Super Division. Right,
1: three of the five in the Super are all in the playoffs,
0: and then the other one would be the Mets because they won the Division yeah. of Shame. So the seventy-seven and eighty-five Mets would play the ninety-two yeah. and seventy-one Dodgers.
1: Now, so, are, it
0: really would be a long shot for them to get up there.
1: Well, you know what? That's a punishment. Right now, there is a flaw. And that is the five teams in the super division, if they keep playing each other, they're going to beat each other's brains out. And then next year, they're going to be back in division of shame. And conversely, in the division of shame, if one team improves, but that's the goal, see, to improve, they're going to play if the other four are still bottom feeders, they'll have one of the top five. So it's not perfect, I understand. But they've got to find a
0: or, that's why I mean that's why it's so easy just to there's 30 teams split at 15 uh, 15 whatever it just makes it the simplest and uh, okay. and then I don't know how they would do it about with the draft and everything else but um, yeah then right. you, then you would take the top 15 and the bottom 15 so but
1: of course the easiest way just eliminate the draft I know that's a very foreign concept how can you eliminate the draft it's good for competitive balance that's not why it's done it's done. To lower salaries from the rookie class,
0: if you would, have, if you would have taken baseball and gone fifteen to fifteen, yeah. Washington would be in the lower division along with the Angels, Phillies, Twins, mm-hmm. Mets, Giants, Blue Jays, Reds, White Sox. Now all you that. could, I guess, tank one year to. Uh, but there's no improvement. I mean, there's no, there's no upside to tank. No, there isn't. No, because they, gotta,
1: all, they got all. They got all. but They got to figure something. Yeah,
0: out. and that's the biggest yeah. thing was, was and you know there's no upside at all for tanking. Mm-hmm. And if if you can do it, there's no you know in soccer they have what they call you know these other tournaments. Yeah. They have the Champions League. What you would do is the top five finishers in the Premier League or in the you know the the best league. Yeah, they would all get extra money. So there'll be an incentive to finish in the top five, along with making the playoffs.
1: Murph and Fred, uh, about uh, 15... Well, no, uh, Nick Fredel sometime in the... 45 minutes. He's uh, uh, covering some stories, but he'll join us sometime in the uh, final hour. We'll track him down. He's in Charlotte. From Charlotte, uh, covering the uh, All-Star weekend. So he will join us. And uh, when we return, uh, Fred, miss a little, miss a lot. The uh, NBA double-dribble rule, which I didn't know... It's been changed, and uh, Waddle and Sylvie broke that down. I saw the play. It was on Monday. Yeah, Unbelievable. There were four steps. Oh, my God. Back in the Crazy. flash. And yes. I don't
0: mean four steps. I said four steps. P.N., huh? Yeah. 1,000.
1: You're with us. Hope you're having a great Saturday, Mike Murphy, Fred Humener What do you think of Fred when you hear the name John Heyman,
0: uh, sports reporter, uh-huh. once baseball guy, who yeah. uh, you know, like like a lot of guys, tries to break stories <laughs> and uh, doesn't always happen. I thought
1: you were going to say when I hear John Heyman, Murph, I think of you a couple months ago, saying he's a fiction writer. Yeah. All right, let's go back to. Uh, December 26th, all right? This was uh, uh, John Heyman. Uh, I don't know where this originated. He might have been on... uh, MLB Network. Okay, thank you, EO11. And, uh, well, you know what, this I uh, got a lot of grief after playing this by when I said he's a fiction writer.
7: I, I would say it's fair to say that they're probably increasing, at least publicly, because going in, I thought they were a real long shot. And then we uh, signed Hamels and seemed to want to be under that luxury tax. So that kind of solidified the idea that they wouldn't be in on Harper. But you know, I think the Cubs and the Dodgers are in similar positions. I think both are excellent teams on paper. I think they're the two best teams still in the Nationals league. Uh, and I think they're both in the position where they want to set themselves up to do something big. And at this point, I, I thought it might be the Dodgers, but I, I, at this point, I think it might be more likely it would be the Cubs that would look at Harper. The Dodgers, as Joel referenced, are still looking at other pieces, including Rio Mudo. You know, I'm not sure how likely it is that Cleveland would trade Kluber, but it, we've we've seen reports that it's it's possible that they might. So, I think they're both in in similar positions in terms of setting themselves up. The Dodgers have already done that to a degree with that Reds trade. I think the Cubs are still looking to do that. If we see that they've traded Hayward or made some room some other way, then we're going to say we're going to really look at it seriously and say, "Wow, they might be in it for Harper." But at this point, I'm kind of leaning toward maybe Cubs may be more likely wow. than Dodgers, which I wasn't doing earlier.
1: December twenty-six. Now let the record show. You know, maybe he's right. And tomorrow we find out Cubs sign Harper. Point is, even back then, on December 20th, most insiders, it was pretty common knowledge that the Cubs were not going to open up the checkbook. Uh, Anything can happen. Yeah. And I said, you know, he's a fiction writer. And, oh, you can't call him that. He's a national guy. So.
0: You would to know. Go ahead.
1: Jesse, did you hear this? So (laughs) this was Tuesday Here. ESPN 1000. It's a quickie. Cap has Jesse on and says to uh, hey, Jesse, we have some uh, you know news here from uh, John Heyman. And uh, you want to guess what? Well, here. Let's listen to what Jesse does.
6: So I've got some news from John Heyman. Would you like to hear it? No yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: <laughs>
1: I got to hear that again, Eric.
6: So I've got some news from John Heyman. Would you like
0: to hear it? No yeah, boy. Okay. Yeah, see, the, the weird thing is, as as a White Sox fan, the last thing I want... I have no idea where Bryce Harper's going to go right now. Uh, the last thing I want... There have been rumors about San Francisco. San Francisco's not ready to win. They would love to have him. Apparently, he likes playing out there. Um, that would be one of the worst things that could happen to the White Sox. Because if, in fact, Bryce Harper signed with any other team besides Philadelphia then Philadelphia would take all of that, quote, stupid money they said they were going to spend this year and give it all to Manny Machado.
1: Oh, did you see uh, what their president, Philadelphia Phillies president, said today? No. Andy McPhail, F-A-I-L. See, you didn't pull that up there, uh, EO. I saw it late last night on the... On the phone. It's amazing. On your phone you can read stuff. Yeah. And uh McPhail pretty much said, No, no, yeah, no. You know, we're not really uh looking to do anything uh big like the owner, Fred, was the one that said right. what you the said. The owner said it, yeah. Stupid money we're right. ready to spend.
0: We're ready to spend stupid money.
1: Now McPhail and McPhail, F A I L Ha ha woo pa and McPhail made, they
0: have made a bunch of additions to their team, I And McPhail
1: now to use an old expression, poop pooed all this uh uh-huh. uh last night. Which, the reason I did that... Detect- well, there's
0: no upside for them to say that they're trying. I know, I know. You know, so... I know. That's why I trust an owner more than I trust GMs. Well, he's the president. Well, president... Well, like o- Theo yeah. is
1: the GM. See, I think they actually have a GM. Yeah.
0: He's,
1: he's like the Theo who, can, who controls the, the GM. Right. See, the thing that used to irritate me the most about FAIL was that, though never confirmed, many people told me, that he would get a budget over here at Clark and Addison uh-huh. from the tribune and uh, back then let's say you got 60 million dollars for players payroll which back then would have been a good number right but he'd spend 52 million okay he wouldn't spend the 60 and the uh, rumor was that he had a profit sharing where those 8 million dollars that he was given yeah. for the player uh, payroll he wouldn't spend and that would go to what they might call the bottom line which meant we made 8 million more and that would affect to the plus side his oh, that's not right. remuneration yeah. Yeah. it's almost like he's doing this
0: again he's advising the owner maybe not to do it you look at the phillies i mean with Vince velazquez and all the other guys they got aaron nola okay. signing a, a a new deal nola gets a, a four year extension they got they got a pretty nice pitching yeah. staff yeah
2: uh, eo did you uh, pull up something there <laughs> okay so it's the owner of the phillies his name's john middleton right who's the quote the quote is: "Let me read. We are expected to spend money and maybe even be a little stupid about it."
1: Yeah. Now during the break, we got to find what McPhail said last night, Philly's president, where he sort of uh, you know got uh, brushed that. You found it your founded, Fred?
0: Well, McPhail addresses the organization's interest in both Harper and Machado. He said, uh, <laughs> what they want to see is, let's see, if we provide them a winning team, talking about the fans, like yes. I said earlier, you can win the offseason. But if you record... Oh, I'm sorry, if your record yeah. isn't where it should be May 15th, it doesn't matter, and you have a very disappointing season. But if you're... I don't see... Look, there uh, been a short no shortage of brain power devoted to trying to size up players that are available to us and what they bring. Mm-hmm. Just generally speaking, we are uniquely poised right now that there are some great talents out there, yeah. and any one of these talents... Could go to any other any club and make a significant difference. You can make the case they bring different things, but okay. I think they are both uh, beneficial to our club or okay. to your club. Maybe so. I don't All know. Right.
1: Maybe I misread it. Uh,
0: just because the market is slowing doesn't necessarily mean there is an interest. I have to consider the possibility that it could be a strategy employed by some that think that uh, that is okay. in their best interest. It
1: sounds like Andy. We'll see. Yeah.
0: So we'll, we'll see. see. Like I know, said, I know how to read him. Maybe I didn't... I still think that uh, the worst thing that's going to the White Sox is Bryce Harper signs somewhere other than Philadelphia. Mm. So that would be a bad thing for the Sox.
1: All right, last chance to vote uh, when we return. And next hour, uh, Nick Friedel is going to check in, talk an NBA from the All-Star uh, Weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sox fans, vote now. If the White Sox sign Manny Machado and starting pitcher Dallas Keuchel, a... Eh, they will win the Central Division, American League Central, or B, they'd still be a year away. Got a lot, too. Got the yellow pad loaded up. Our number three next, ESPN 1000.
5: From downtown Chicago on State Street, that great street, we are live from the First
0: Midwest Bank Studios. This is WMVP Chicago.
7: Uno, dos. One,
1: two, tres, cuatro. Hour number three, Murph and Fred. have Jura with us. Nick Fredell's going to check in in a little while. Soon as he can break away from all those interviews and press conferences at the NBA All-Star Weekend. So for now, we're in Chicago with me and you, Fred, and a dog named Boo, and a Blackhawks
0: are uh, got a ah. big game tonight. Our Art, uh, our Panarin and the uh, Blue Jackets are in town. Hawks have won what uh, eight of nine or mm-hmm. seven of eight or whatever it was eight of nine. Eight of nine, and uh, they're playing very very well. So they are at home against Columbus later on tonight. So uh, see at least there's that, and then there's the Alliance of American Football. Afternoon game, evening game, two more games tomorrow. So there's always something to watch. And the Fire are playing uh, one of their uh, spring training games down in uh, Charlotte. And uh, that's going to be streamed at 4 o'clock. So I'm watching that one, too. So North I, Carolina? I a busy day. Yep.
1: Is Nick going to go and
0: cover it? He should. He
1: should head on over. Blackhawks. Patrick Kane has now scored, scored in 16 straight games. That's pretty good. Patrick Kane broke... I
0: mean goal or assist, Right. Correct. Yeah.
1: Score uh, points. Scored right. points. Right. Right. Listen, it is. Patrick Kane is according to uh, Sun Times uh, Blackhawks guy John Lizer, L I E S E R. Hope I pronounced it correctly, John. Okay. Uh, Patrick Kane extended uh, the NHL's longest active point streak to 16 games Thursday, sniping a goal. One of the great phrases in sports, sniping a goal with two minutes left in the first period. It was a great shot. During uh, this run, Kane, Kaner, has 12 goals, 23 assists, 85 points. Second in the league to lightning Nikita kuzhirov But here, listen to this. Kane also broke Stan Makita's franchise record the other day of 14 games in a row. 14 straight yep. games. With an assist. Uh, set back in 1967 on the Taves uh, goal. Yep. <clears throat> Let me ask you something. Uh, we had Bob Verdi on. Well, we had him on last week. Yeah. Love you, Bob. And you're probably listening. I meant I, we ran out of time. I wanted to ask Bob Verdi because uh, I was at the Hawks game when they started the uh, eight out of nine win streak three Sundays ago. I believe it was the matinee game, eleven thirty on a Sunday afternoon. They beat the Caps eight to five. Everybody was scoring. And I was there with two great buddies of mine, uh, big Blackhawk fans. Dave Shostokas from uh, Lions Township High School, LaGrange, and uh, Mike Hillstrom, uh, also from the same uh, Lions Township, LaGrange. And Dave's been watching hockey like me since we were kids. And I said to Dave, I said, you know, this Patrick, Dave knows more about Blackhawks and hockey than I know in my little finger. So I looked at him, I said, Dave, I said, you know, this Patrick Kane. I think he's going to. I think he's as good as Stan Makita. Uh huh. He. I thought he was going to punch me. He looked at me go, "Are you crazy?" And now, now I, here, he, he broke Stan Makita's yep. franchise record streak of fourteen games. that was sixteen, within his. a different game. Oh, I know, and yeah. no, I know that it's apples and oranges, but you know, I watched Stan. Yep. And you watched Stan. Sure. He played twenty years, didn't he? Or what? Nineteen twenty. Yeah. I keep thinking twenty one, but that was his number. But whatever, and I, I didn't say better, right? I didn't. Say, hey, Dave, he's better, but as good. And I thought he was going to launch me uh-huh. over the balcony. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted—I'm sorry. So I wanted as Bob Verdi last week to About Makita, you know, uh, compare. Yeah. yeah, not you know who's better, and yeah, you know, I wouldn't do that, but. Sure. Uh, Maybe we'll have Bob on during the Bob said if during the, the playoffs, playoffs will come he'll come back on yeah, right.
0: Yep, got, they got uh, they fell a point back I think last night because of Minnesota or mm-hmm, something. So mm-hmm. yeah,
1: uh, uh, let's refresh our uh, Twitter poll questions here. And uh, White Sox fans, we'll bring Eric in in a moment here. Want to hear the results? If the Sox were to sign both Manny Machado and starting pitcher Dallas Keuchel. A, they would win the AL Central, or B, they're still a year away. That AL Central is not too hot. No, it's not. Uh, num- next also, White Sox fans, or baseball fans in general, I'm sorry. Has Manny Machado, or Manny Macho, has his anti-hustle past, You know, in the past, I'm no, uh, uh, hustle guy. Johnny yeah. Hustle yeah. Johnny or whatever, hustle, yeah. right? Is it affecting offers? From teams. Maybe some teams have not even said, we don't want any part of them. And that's a simple yes or no. And uh, final is Cub fans. And vote at ESPN 1000, everybody. Cub fans. No money for Harper, it appears, right? Tom Ricketts is uh, multiple choice. By saying no money for Harper, Tom Ricketts is A, smart. He's frugal, but he's smart. B, he's punishing Theo For the past free agent mistakes, or C, he's really punishing the fans. All right? Okay. Okay. The reason I include that third one, Fred, just to remind, and then I want to talk socks with you. Just to remind everybody, the first five years Tom Ricketts owned the team, 2010, 11, 12, 13, and 2014. That's five years. He finished fifth, 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 fifth. All right? Yep. Fans went through a lot. Some fans stopped watching.
0: Sure. Some fans died.
1: Fair weather fans, uh-huh. but you can be any kind of fan you want.
0: Some fans didn't make it through the uh, fifth fifth yes. place finish.
1: Yes. They're gone. Yes. Yep. So five consecutive years, Tom it's of finishing fifth. And now there's no money. You heard Jesse. You heard Jesse the other day talking about that. The Cubs. Jesse, what did you say?
5: You have the money. Don't forget that they all have the money. So if you're wasting a few dollars late in the contract, so what? Get the next guy. I mean, that's the... You have to change your perspective because these owners have it.
1: Let's go to uh, EO11, Eric Ostrowski. The only thing
0: I disagree with him is you don't have to change your perspective. No. No. You say this is it.
1: But it doesn't mean that... I can't be upset. Sure. There's not, you know, Cub fans aren't mad. There's not many Cub fans mad out there. That's okay. I know the, I
0: I know, I know how I I answered this question. I I don't think I, uh, I don't think I'm with the uh, majority. All
1: right. You want to go on the uh, Tom Ricketts one there? Number six. Is that the one you, uh, yeah. Okay. Cub fans, there's no money for Harper. A, B, or C. Tom Ricketts is smart, just frugal. B, he's punishing Theo. Close up. See how good Theo's going to be without the checkbook, no uh, farm system, right? Oh, I heard what's his name on Jason McCloud earlier this week. The Cubs' director of scouting and player development. Did he talk about how their
0: top prospects are all pitchers.
1: He said, "Well, you know what? We've done real well in the first round.
0: <laughs> He's been he had the- four good picks. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm telling you, this guy. If you, if someone ever asks you, how come the Cubs only won?" One time, like the 85 Bears. It's very simple. Theo brought in, when he was signed to be general manager president, he brought in two guys, Jed Hoyer and Jason McLeod, director of scouting and uh, development. Both were his bought from Boston days. And Jed was over at San Diego with, hey, who do you get? Jason McLeod. If they don't win a second time, you can blame it exactly on, Theo's keeping, not hiring, but keeping McLeod in charge. People say, oh, Jerry Reinsdorf and Michael Reinsdorf, they're too loyal, you know, to Gar Foreman and John Pax. Okay, you could say the same thing here. Punishing the fans? Is he punishing Theo or is he just smart and frugal? Fred, you're voting A.
0: No, No. I'm voting B. Ah. He's punishing Theo. He's punishing Theo for last year, bringing in Chatwood, Darvish, and Morrow, where at the end of the year, mm-hmm. when you have 95 wins, none of these three are helping you. So he said, you know what, Theo, you spent your money last year. We're going to go now with what you brought in last year, and we're going to go with that. You're not getting any more money.
1: If Jason McLeod in seven years, six years, had found one starting pitcher in the draft or international signing and developed them, they wouldn't have had to... Because Eli Jimenez was yeah. a
0: great find. You know, in twenty in 2012, they drafted two pitchers in uh, the later rounds. Or actually, first round, mm-hmm. sandwich picks or whatever you want to call them. Pierce Johnson and Paul Blackburn. Pierce Johnson's yeah. actually pitching in the league. He's so a reliever for the Dodgers or for the uh, Giants or somebody like that. Tapioca. Yeah, Blackburn I haven't seen anywhere. Because mm-hmm. uh, you look at it, you know, Almora, Bryant, Schwarber, Hap. No pick in 2016, Brendan Little, a left-handed pitcher in 17, and Nico Horner, who is uh, making the, you know, a lot of the uh, top 100 list at 100, uh, was picked last year. So,
1: Well, here was Jason McLeod, Fred Cubs Director, of scouting, player development. We appreciate him. Uh, he came on with a uh, cap
6: earlier this week. We've got to do better outside of the first round. Um, and and certainly some of our pitching that we did take after the first round in those first few years. um, Yeah. haven't done as well as we had hoped. But when I look back at like later in the draft, especially from 16, 17, we're real excited about last year's draft and some of the high school kids that we were able to take after Nico Horner and deeper. You know, we're certainly more bullish than, than probably the industry is right now.
1: Worst in (laughs) baseball. He's the worst.
6: We like our guys more than everybody else does. He's
1: the worst in baseball. And if they don't, Get to the World Series again, much less win another World Series. Right there. You can blame that guy. I like Four that last picks. line. Four picks. You know, you couldn't make this stuff up. We it, like
0: our guys more than everybody else does.
1: If we had someone here that could that do a fake voice of McLeod and we went up to production there and uh, said, here's a script, and right there, they go, well, he would never say that.
6: We've got to do better outside of the first round. Um, Duh. And, and certainly some of our pitching that we did take after the first round in those first few years um, – yeah, haven't done as well as we had hoped. But when I look back at, like, later in the draft, especially from 16, 17, we're real excited about last year's draft 15, and some of the high school 17. kids that we were able to take after Nico Horner. And deeper, um, you yeah, know, we're certainly more bullish than, mm. than probably the industry is right now. Yeah,
1: 12, 13, 14, 15 are just, like, uh, erased.
0: I love, I love that last line. We're more bullish on our picks than the industry is.
1: We had four good, uh, picks the first. That's the only four picks he's had in seven years that have made the big leaks. The high first round picks from the tanking.
0: Yeah. Then after you're done tanking and you win a World Series, you realize it's tough to pick down further in the draft. And
1: remember, you know how Theo got all the uh, players? He traded the, uh, he traded Jim Hendry's starting rotation. Remember? Oh, it's, everything's barren. When he got here, he made good trades, don't get me wrong. He traded Dempster. He traded Nagarza. He traded Schwarber. And, and no, no. Uh, Samarja. Let me start right. right. He traded Garza. He traded Dempster. He traded Samarja. And he traded uh, Andrew Kashner for Rizzo. Right. Great trades, but don't say we don't have anything when we got here. Yeah. And and the farm system had uh, Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras, who they often talk about how we developed them, but they make it sound, in my opinion, a little uh, 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 through omission. Uh, they never mentioned that they weren't their guys. They they traded uh, Stalin. Castro, Sean Marsh. I mean, everyone. They also know.
0: traded the pitcher to get Arietta to bring Arietta in.
1: Well, that was a good flip. Right. That was yeah. uh, Feldman.
0: Right. They that was a good Feldman flip. picked up not yeah. only Arietta, but Strope. So. a great move. Yeah. Strope, who actually. That was a was, very smart move. St- Strope, who was actually an infielder when mm-hmm. he first got into baseball, and yeah. then they realized, you know what, you can't hit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we like your arms, so we become a pitcher. So.
1: So let's bring in EO11. Cub fans, there's no money for Harper. Tom Ricketts, after finishing fifth the first five years, is now uh, punishing someone, or is he just being frugal? Uh, Punishing Theo, punishing the fans,
2: or smart, smart not to spend that money. All right, Eric, what you got, buddy? All right, on the bottom was 17% saying that he's punishing Theo. Of course. 30% saying he's punishing the fans, and 53% say it's smart, Mm -hmm. but just frugal. You know that luxury tax yeah. I got a soundbite here, uh-huh. fellas,
1: from uh, Jeff Passon about three weeks ago. And Yurko's on this all the time, too, and everybody. But that luxury tax that the players agreed to in the last uh, collective bargaining agreement, CBA, if you will, uh, was is really legal collusion. In other words, the rules in there, if you go over the luxury tax, you're going to lose this, you're going to lose that. So the owners can say, hey, no, 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 we're not in collusion. We just want to avoid the luxury tax. Okay, maybe, but here, here's Jeff Passon, longtime baseball guy, and he breaks this down a little bit, so it's a little bit of a misnomer.
5: If you go and look at the actual specifics of the luxury tax, the penalties that are in place really are not that great. If you're a team that's been under the threshold like the Yankees and Dodgers have, you're paying 20% on the money that you have over the $206 million threshold. Meaning if you have a 22, or excuse me, a $225 million payroll, for example, then you're paying 20% on that 19 million extra dollars, which is only 3.8 million. I mean, we're talking about like a backup middle infielder for that cost. The real cost is in draft picks potentially, but again, the way the new CBA is structured, you're not exactly giving up a ton in draft picks either by going out and getting guys like this.
1: Right, stop the tape. Now, that's one man's opinion. He's not an right. owner of a team. He's not an agent. He, uh, he's not a player. He's Jeff Passon. He, he puts a good argument together there uh-huh. that the luxury tax is, is not as severe uh, as uh, – Maybe we're making it out to be. Maybe we're led right. to believe, or we misbelieve ourselves. We don't follow up. It's not onerous, like like you might think it is. So uh, give me the results again, and I got the two socks Twitter polls. Uh, Eric, so Cub fans,
2: no money for Harper. Uh, that was uh, what the winner was uh, Tom Ricketts is smart. Right, fifty three percent said smart, just frugal. Seventeen percent saying he's punishing Theo, and thirty mm-hmm. percent saying he's punishing the fans. Well, he's punishing the fans.
1: In my opinion. Five years of stinking up the joint when he bought the team. You know what, friend? we'll do this next week.
0: Yeah, I think he's punishing uh, Theo for what Theo did. And, and and by doing so, punishing the fans. Uh, okay. So, yeah, indirectly, all, right? it all comes around.
1: Maybe that should have been uh, B altogether. He's smart, frugal, or he's punishing Theo and the fans. But we're going to talk next week. How long do you think this guy's in this... Uh, Long term. Who, Ricketts? Yeah. He's coming up on his ninth year, tenth year, right? You know what I think he's going to do? Flip it. Remember Swami Murray. Turn it around. Remember Swami Murray. I predict. Uh Say it like you mean it. He's going to sell this team. He's not in for 15, 25 years. And when he sells the team, here's the catch. You know what he's going to do? He's only going to sell the team and the ballpark.
0: Okay. He's,
1: all the other Wrigleyville, uh, you
0: know. Keep all that stuff. Cubsville. That makes money.
1: He's going to keep the hotel. Uh-huh. He's going to keep everything over there, the Gallagher uh, Way. All those shops and stores, the rooftop buildings he owns. And you know what else he might do? He might even keep the ballpark. Here's where it gets interesting. He could sell a team. Now, I haven't run this by any... Big financial guys, merger acquisition guys. But theoretically, now you know, see the TV deal is pumping up the price. Right. You would think. We'll find out long term. He could sell the team. They get So the new owner gets the team franchise and the TV rights. But you know right. what he keeps? Not only everything in the neighborhood, he could keep the ballpark and lease it back. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: It's like he may Kramer, keep it all. Together. Kramer
1: said, "Yeah, that's a write-off. It's yeah. a write-off." And Jerry goes, "You don't even know what a write-off is."
0: Well, nobody does anymore since they've changed them all.
1: Around as many,
0: no. Which also which hurts. Which well, we will find out as we're doing our taxes this year. It
1: also hurts season tickets. A big for time for all sports yep.
0: where it's big, you can't write them off owned anymore. by a business, right?
1: You got a little Kramer in you there, don't you? Yeah,
0: you can't write them off anymore. It's not <laughs> as easy when, you know, these high priced tickets and the sky suites and all the other stuff. You got to find people that actually have lots of money to buy these things. It's not as easy as people think. Tell
1: me, about John, is that
3: you? Yes, it is. Jump in, you're on the air. Yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, that last clip you played is interesting. The Cubs are already at the threshold. So if they were to sign one of those guys, that's 30 mil over, not just 5 or 10. And 20% of that is a lot more than a middle infielder. Now you talk about adding both guys, Machado and Harper, now you're 60 million over, and I do believe you hit the second threshold. And now it's 50% of the amount over the second threshold and also but, the draft picks. Right. John, so you, have, you get a draft penalty.
0: Money. Yeah, you get a draft penalty. Hey, John,
1: I need you to declare. Cub fan or Sox fan, declare.
0: Oh, 100% Cubs fan. All right, so day, why, why
1: would it bother you that uh, the price is going up for Mr. Ricketts?
3: Well, I mean, it, it doesn't, but ah. at the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, it's real easy to spend somebody else's money. I still want them to sign both. To me, it would be great, right? I mean, I want to sign everybody. But, you know, I'm not playing, you know, 2K19. I mean, it's, you know, it's the real world. Well, let me ask you this, John. I understand
1: you raise great point. I'm not going to argue or dispute or counterpoint you because I understand fully. How about the first five years when Ricketts bought the team? 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Remember? Fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place, fifth place. Okay. Now... Now what? See, remember the '85 Bears? Are you old enough, John? They were supposed to have a dynasty. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. What I I'm old enough. What happened? Uh they. Yeah, <laughs>
3: they didn't pay the money. They broke it up
1: too soon. All right. Now listen, and with me, not. I'm sorry, but uh, maybe agree with me. Nothing was greater in my lifetime than when the Cubs won the World Series. All I'm saying is, it seems like there was a young team, and boy, everybody, you know what? That window. I know people hate the window,
3: but that window. You know, I don't want to see it closed, do you? No, me neither. But uh, I think the problem is you go out and you wrap up $60 million plus all the others. You're looking at $100 million in the two players. Okay, but wait, it let me is ask you this. Impact. Now you got it guys like.
1: You got big money guys that are going to be off the books. I don't have it in front of me. Morrow next year, that's $10 million off the books. You got uh, Lester. I believe this is his last year. The Cubs have the option. I could be off by a year. There's $20 million. You, 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 How long is Hamels? He's just this year. That's
3: $20 But you got to replace those pitchers. Well, you do. You're not going well, ah, to replace them. Maybe
1: Jason McCloud will bring up those high school kids he's just talking about. <laughs> John, good call. Phone, a, phone Thanks, again. John. Phone again, okay, John? All right. All right, bye. Yeah. appreciate it. I always leave them laughing.
0: It's not easy. They like, they like their kids more than the industry mm-hmm. does. Well, you got to say that.
1: Eric, if the Twitter poll, number two, if White Sox signed Manny Machado and Dallas Keuchel, the left-handed starting pitcher, A, Sox, could, Sox will win the American League Central. B, they'd still be a year away. Fred, uh, that's a loaded question. still be a year away. Because... Even with the. Now, your starting pitching is Giolito, Lopez, Rondone. And number four is not bad. He's a nine and nine sort of workhorse, uh, Ivan uh, Nova, right? Yep. Boy, that makes your starting rotation look a lot better. You got a nice bullpen. Machado in the middle. This yeah. Might still be
0: a year away, though, huh? Do you don't, Yeah, I still say a year away. All right,
1: let's see what uh, the fans said.
2: Eric, you got number uh, two for us? Uh, it's a statistical tie. So, forty nine percent saying they'll win the AL Central, and fifty one percent saying they
0: will a uh, year away still. There you go. Did you know that uh, there's a White Sox pitcher? I thought you were reading the commercial
1: the no. way you started there. It no. sounds just like a great read. Did you know <laughs> that
0: the White Sox, there's a White Sox pitcher and a Cubs pitcher that both hold the record for something they did last season in a, in, in in their respective leagues. Yeah. When I tell you, they're you'll understand. They're both under- pen guys. No, they're both starters.
1: Okay, then I don't know.
0: Lucas Giolito. It's and- Hendricks. And Tyler Chatwood. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> both led their respective leagues in walks. You tricked me. They both right. led their respective leagues in walks. It's bad
1: news, uh, Stan.
0: Here, Here's okay. the amazing part, though. Yeah. Tyler Chatwood. Let's start with Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito led the American League in walks. 90 walks he issued. 90. League high in 173 innings. Tyler would walked five more. He walked 95 guys. Yeah. In 70 fewer innings. He's got stuff. 70 fewer innings. Good stuff. He, he walked 95 guys in 103 and two-thirds innings. Tim Anderson. They both lead the respective leagues in walks allowed last year. Did
1: you hear what Tim Anderson led... Two things last year, no. Amer- American League, but maybe
0: majors. Uh huh. Strikeouts, not Tim Anderson, Machado, or um, uh, Yon Moncada. Thank you. Right, Moncada did.
1: At least I didn't say Phil Jackson when yeah. I meant Doug Collins. You're right, yeah. Moncada and Moncada also led second baseman in errors. Errors, yeah.
0: And Lucas Giolito, a league high one hundred and eighteen earned runs. So Both yeah, Fred. Yeah, he, he's he's working on getting better. I sure hope so. Nick Friedel, he's busy. It's he called neurofeedback call- feedback, is what he's going through. I saw that. What is that? Feedback. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll get a doctor on.
1: Back in a flash. Somebody give me a doctor. He said he'd check in. All that and more. Got the yellow pad too. CSPN one thousand. On the home stretch, Murph and Fred eagerly awaiting to hear from. We haven't heard, talked to Nick Fried, Nicky Free in a long time. He's in the middle of some interviews at the All Star uh, weekend, weekend in Charlotte. Yep. Uh, Nick will be checking in soon, hopefully. Uh, EO, we had one uh, leftover uh, here, all the business, as they used to say. Uh, Twitter poll number five was, uh, what do fans say on has Manny Machado's anti hustle history? I'm not a, uh, Johnny uh, Hustle guy, uh, has it affected, do you think, the offers? The number of offers, the money coming in, uh, free agent offers? Yes or no? Anti-hustle affects bottom line? Yes or no? What do you think, Fred? I'm uh, saying no. The fans will say no or you say no? I'm saying the fans will say no. I think the fans are going to say yes.
2: But you vote no. I'm going to vote yes. What do we have there, Eric? 57% ah. of the voters say yes. It has affected the offers he's receiving.
1: You know, anytime it's between 40 and 60 on the right. teeter-totter, plus or minus, uh, you know, air, that, that's, that's a good question. So it's pretty much split, a little bit heavy on the six. Hey, until we hear from Nick. They call me mellow yellow. It's got a yellow patch, Fred. They call me mellow yellow. All right, so uh the Bulls win an exciting game at home Thursday. What was it, one twenty-two to one ten over the Memphis Grizzly, I believe. How many fans of the nineteen thousand would you guess were mad? Were there? No, uh, no, no. Well, it's, uh, they, they sold nineteen thousand tickets, right, so you're right. right. You know what? They don't show the second deck. How Second, many were mad level? that
0: they, mad, mad that they won? Yeah. I, if of you, the 19,000 that were there, I'd say about, uh, 1,500. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
3: Yeah.
1: Less than 10%, let's yeah.
0: say. I hmm. thought, I thought you, you should have been happy to see Otto Porter playing well with huh. Larry Markin in and Levine playing okay and, uh, things like that. I do understand, and Sylvie brings up a great point. Yeah. Um, when he says that, you know, you shouldn't be playing Robin Lopez because he's not going to be helping you next year or the year after that. I understand he's a veteran player. I don't know why um, he hasn't asked to be traded or he hasn't asked to be bought out, which the the Bulls did say that they would do, even if John Paxson says he doesn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. uh, They would do it. I'm surprised he hasn't because if he's there on your bench, Jim Boylan's going to put him in and he's going to score 20 points. So I understand you. You know, let the other guys, young guys, work with playing with each other. But um, you know, Lopez isn't going to be here. So,
1: so the nineteen thousand fans, if indeed uh, everyone that bought a ticket, someone showed up. Yeah, maybe a ten percent were unhappy. Maybe five or ten percent. Right. Yeah. So, in other words, if so, if a, a tank guy, and you mentioned Sylvie, right? If he were at the
0: game, he would have been unhappy with the win.
1: I think I've even heard him say, I want him winning or close and then lose at the end.
0: Right. Lose on a buzzer beater. Okay. Yeah. Play well. Have Otto Porter and Markinen and uh, Levine mm-hmm. all play well and then, oh, they lose on a buzzer beater at the end. I heard, Great game. We I heard, lost. I heard
1: someone this week say, a guy that's been a tanker, pro tanker. Yeah. After the victory, and uh, like you say, uh, Otto Porter yeah. Jr. with Big thir- game. 37 or whatever. Big what the game. Heck did he have? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he's had four good games in a row, 18, 18, uh-huh. 17, and then the... But uh, I heard a, a a pro tanker say, I forget where, I heard, say, uh, well, you know what? Uh, uh, it's sort of interesting. I got caught up in it. I sort of liked that game last night.
0: Yeah. Well, it was fun to watch. You can't, you can't be both. Well, I guess you... Apparently, in this world, you can. You can <laughs> be both. In a lot of things, you can be both. So. Okay. Okay. Where's my mellow yellow? Not a problem. Where's
1: my mellow yellow music, Eric?
0: Have you ever had a mellow yellow? They sell the soda, mellow yellow. Never had it. I always thought it was like a cheap
1: ripoff of. uh, uh, Seven uh, up? No, 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 no. Uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew.
0: Yeah. Never tried one. A mellow yellow. No Mountain Dew. No Mountain Dew. Used to, yeah. No, not anymore. No, no. That's enough caffeine for I a have week.
1: Caffeine once a week. Yeah. Saturday morning at nine a.m. Next, NFL lingo. Okay. And a yellow pad. NFL lingo. I heard this this week from a uh, NFL, you know, reporter, beat guy, long, long time guy. Gotcha. right? Gotcha. And he was talking about the Bears, and I believe uh who's our guy, Nickel Callahan, there. Uh,
0: Right, uh, Bryce Callahan. Bryce
1: Callahan. And this uh, longtime football insider said, "Yeah." And at uh, slot corner, talking about maybe Callahan, right? And I'm thinking, wait a minute, slot corner. All right, I know what he's saying. Yeah. It's been—it's always been nickel.
0: Yeah, I've heard slot corner because he's the guy. The reason he's in is because he's cover, covering the slot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. it was always the nickel because that was the name of the defense, and now they named him a slot corner.
1: Well, nickel is five cents. It's a five, and that means you have five defensive backs,
0: right? The nickel. Well, explain the dime then.
1: Well, that was one more than five. That was when you had six.
0: Well, as Wasn't it six
1: then? Because there was no coin <laughs> for six cents, so
0: it's a dime. Maybe okay. a half pence. It could have been. Here's their half defense. Not Hunter. Yeah. No. No, because he's somewhere else now. Yeah. Uh, May, did, he, uh, did he go to Texas with all the other retreads? But here's oh, the. sorry. I called Matt Davidson a retread.
1: Here's why I found Slot corner so interesting. Uh-huh. In a history of not just sports, but uh, words, phrases, people always... Shorten them over time so you have one less syllable, right? Or two less syllables.
0: I was right. Pence is in Texas.
1: Okay. So, nickel, that's two syllables, uh-huh. right? Or is it one? There's some funny words with.
0: Nickel. There's two, I think.
1: Nickel. Okay. But slot corner is three. Uh huh. Okay. That never goes that direction. But what do I know? Not usually. No. Never. It never gets longer. Uh, yellow pen. White Sox bullpen.
0: There's some good guys.
1: You got two guys there on your south side: Fred Huebner. Kelvin Herrera, and Alex Colome. Is that Colum- it? Colum, I'm sorry. Yep. These two guys are big time yep. seventh, eighth—not necessarily closer guys, though they could. Herrera was, yeah. But, but they're big time yeah. back end, sure. back end guys.
0: Yep. Now they can both do it. You know, Columet did it last year and you know, Herrera did it the year before that for the Royals.
1: You know, it's interesting. The easiest way to tank in baseball, if you're a front office, have no bullpen. You can have your starters and, this and, be, and you mask it. You hide it by doing what? Having no bust out, a bust out bullpen. Then you lose the games and you hey, we tanked, but it didn't look like it. Right. This is Oppo. The White Sox and they had bullpen last year, guys, and they made, here's what it is. They flip them.
3: Flipper, flipper, faster than thank
1: you, thank you. They flip them, so you got these two guys, Colomé and uh, Herrera, and Unless the Sox are knocking on the door at first place, then all bets are off. Yeah. Don't give me, but you can flip these guys for a nice pros, couple of double A prospect for each of them, maybe. If you
0: want to. Columet in, uh, 2017 led baseball yeah. in, uh, or led the American League in saves with 47. Okay. So last year, not so much. He played, uh, boy, he pitched into more games last year too, but he only had 12 saves. So.
1: Let's go to, uh, John in, uh, Glendale Heights, Northwest Suburbs has his yellow. Got your yellow pad out there, John.
4: No, I don't. No, I don't. That's but okay. I just want to comment on your tanking theory.
3: Mm. Go ahead. That uh, I know you get revenue sharing and uh, all the teams get revenue sharing at basketball. The bottom three or four teams take away the revenue sharing for the year.
1: Well, isn't that, that so? won't take no more. I appreciate it. Thanks for jumping in up against the clock. Phone again, John. That sort of happens in relegation in soccer. The money is also oh, involved,
0: sure. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody, everybody that's relegated gets less money.
1: Okay. So. All right. A lot less. Tell you what, Murph and Fred going to catch up on a few things. Back in a flash. Maybe. Otherwise, next week. Nick Friedel. He's still saying he'll check in back after this. Nicky.